I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. February 1st, 1975, it happened. Was born in West Savannah way before I started rapping. My mama had a nigga at the age of 15. My daddy was selling sacks, so now he got responsibilities. Stayed at my granny's while me mammy was at work. And she stuck, couldn't watch my every moose of shit. I started serving. Around Fraser home, down to the West Side Projects. Changing them over food stamps and hitting the lick was next, see? I'm just a player like that. My jeans were slightly crooked. My sleep, my jeans are sharply creased. I got a fresh white t-shirt and my cap is slightly pointed east. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Test Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And it's Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, second week of the strain. Yes, I'm excited about that. Uh, whatever week of True Blood, not excited about that. <laughs> um, and, uh, fourth week of the leftovers. That's right, guys. Um, still hanging in there. Uh, this is the Blackout Tips Podcast. You can find us at theblackouttips.com. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Podomatic. Just search the Blackout Tips. We'll come up. We'll appreciate everybody that continues to check out the show, uh, that way. Uh, it helps us out tremendously. Mm-hmm. The official weapon of the show is the taser. An unofficial sport is bullet ball. A bullet ball extreme. Mm-hmm. Today's podcast is brought to you by adamandeve.com. Go to adamandeve.com. Uh, so you can get real sexy on them. Let me find some sexy music. I almost did that without no sexy music. What the hell was I thinking? Um, let's try something. gotta be sexy. Try something different. Let me see if I can find some. What about this? Oh, that's, that's, that's too funky. Ha <laughs> that's jazzy. Yeah, well, try something else. Let's see. She walked into my office. Gams that went on for days. <laughs> right. <laughs> I said, what's a, what's a Philly like you doing in a sad sack town like this? Yes, it was raining on a cold Wednesday night. <laughs> Temperature was about 45 outside. She came in. She had a skirt. It was kind of short, but not too short. She had legs that could kill. And in her purse was a gun that had killed. <laughs> Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Have you been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you can get a smooth 50% off of just about any item. But that's not all. Mm-mm. When you select your one item at 50% off, you also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus a free extra gift that's so sensual, can't even mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, they even throw in free shipping on your entire order. They are not playing around. So go to adamandeve.com today and for the special offer, get 50% off just about any item with code TBGWT. And then... In addition to your 50% off, you get three free DVDs, free extra gift, and free shipping. That's code TBGWT at adamandeve.com. Play me out, Sam. And she has some six-inch stiletto heels, and I watched her as she mm. walked out the door. And all over my heart. Um... <laughs> 
all right so we got all kinds of news and shit uh crazy stuff happening in the world today um uh first things uh president obama says a malaysian plane was shot down by a missile from a rebel hell part of ukraine yeah that shit was crazy shit is getting real right i was uh coming home and uh listening to npr no 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 that's not what happened i was at work and i have stitch on all of a sudden the little uh thing was like breaking news like 200 something people died in plane that got blown up by missile i was like what the fuck how a whole plane get blown up by a missile yeah a commercial airliner too right and it just so happened i seen a, a video where a lady happened to be reporting and she was talking to the camera and it just so happened that the flat the plane flew by mm-hmm. and the missile went up and shot the plane but it exploded behind a mountain but she was actually like recording at the time it went up and blew up in the sky holy shit right and that she didn't even realize it at the time what had happened mm-hmm. all she know was that it was this big boom behind her head while she was trying to report it just shows how much we're like constantly recording everything now mm-hmm. like if something happens, there's just chance that it's on film somewhere, somehow, you know. Somewhere. But they, they but they couldn't see the missile or the plane or anything. Just, no, because just, it ha- yeah, it happened like right behind the mountain, like okay. like it was a mountain right behind her, and like did you see the plane go first? And then you seen like this this uh like um it looked like almost like a star from the ground kind of mm. shooting up like a falling star shooting upwards, and then it was like a boom like but like I said it hit like behind a big ass mountain that was behind her head so they didn't actually get like the actual impact but they got like the the what happened prior to it wow well united states on friday began building a circumstantial case against russia for the downing of a malaysian airliner as president obama said russia's russian supplies of sophisticated weapons to ukrainian separatists were not an accident confirming widespread reports well you know because uh the ukraine they've been having that big issue where like russia is trying to like take part of the ukraine and they're Mm -hmm. like the people want us to take it and they're sending people there and i'm assuming they're arming people and all kinds of shit so now you know all of that international politics that i don't really give a fuck about is like coming back to roost where it's like right boom uh now motherfuckers is blowing up planes and shit confirming widespread reports of preliminary u.s conclusions obama said the plane was shot down thursday by a surface-to-air missile fired from separate separatist territory all 298 aboard, including one U.S. citizen, were killed. I, I kind of hate that we have to do that in articles, but it's so sad that pe- it's like 297 people died and nobody would have gave a fuck. One U.S. citizen is included, and all of a sudden it's like, well, we have to do something. Right. Yeah. It's almost, and which is the arrogance of Americans, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. American life is more important than any other life on and the I, face of the I've earth. And I've never been to another country, so I, maybe they do this everywhere. You know, I don't know if, right. if we were in Brazil and they were like a one Brazilian citizen, and then it's like, oh, fuck that. But I know right. America is like the number one to intervene in some shit where it's like, right. oh, one of us died? Oh, fuck that. We will come to that country we demand justice you right. know right when a life is a life in my mind but everybody don't they don't see it like that and they were saying from because the airplane was so high in the sky uh that uh they were saying that the uh wreckage from the plane is like a big ass area like it's miles mm. uh because basically a plane blew up you know a plane's going down you have people falling out the plane or whatever it may be and they would say that they're going to have a lot of a lot of problems trying to piece it together uh for the simple fact that you have a large radius of mm. air crash in uh bodies and then 
you know, because a lot of these places uh, in other parts of the world are very open. So when this stuff happened, you had uh, people like around in the villages come in and doing all kinds of stuff to the evidence and all that shit, you know, because yeah, I heard people were that suspected of pickpocketing or right. looting the corpses of the people that died. Because like, just, wow, because it's like miles away from anything. It's yeah. not like it happened in a major city where people could immediately get there. So you have it happening, you know, in the backyard of these small villages. So they was like, hey, a plane went down. So, you know, they're having problems with people tempering evidence. Mm -hmm. They're having a problem with really trying to find out what's happening. They were saying that uh, they need to find a black box, which nobody knows where it is at this moment. And then they were also saying that um, uh, once they find the hole, they can kind of reverse engineer and try to find out what kind of missile, you know, shot up there and all kinds of things like that. Like, it's... It's, it's going to be a while, and it's one of those things where you go, I really hope just don't fucking start a war. Because, you know, shit like that starts wars. Yeah, which is crazy, though, because, like, the U.S. seems like we would be involved because we're being so vocal about it. Right. Um, and we're the police of the world. And we've been itching to fight Russia for shit since Rocky. Um Obama stopped short of publicly accusing the separatists or their Russian patrons of pulling the trigger, but he left little doubt whom he believed to blame for what he called an outrage of unspeakable proportions. As an international inquiry was organized, the investigators struggled to reach the wreckage and bodies strewn across the fields of wheat and sunflowers in separatist held ter territory. Obama said Russian President Vladimir Putin has the power to end the escalating violence in Ukraine. If Putin makes a decision that we are not going to allow heavy armaments and the flow of fighters across the Ukrainian-Russian border, then it will stop, he said in remarks at the White House. He has the most control over that situation so far, at least, and he has not exercised it. Senior aides uh, added elements to the administration's case throughout the day at an emergency U.N. Security Council meeting in New York. U.S. Ambassador Samantha Power said, a Russian-made SA-11 missile system easily capable of reaching the plane that was flying at 33,000 feet had been spotted in the area of the shoot-down. Because of the system's technical complexity, she said, it is impossible to rule out Russian technical assistance to separatists operating it. 33,000 feet. That's, that's, that's way in the sky. Yeah, that's amazing that we have things that accurate, that you can shoot it up there and it will hit a plane that is moving at however many miles an hour probably hundreds of miles yeah. an hour at 33 fucking thousand feet in the air right and she's you know i don't know how to operate that uh missile system and you know she's saying that Shit, you would need some sort of expertise to do it then i mean basically either they were trained or someone with with that training was operating it right or somebody in some form of military Mm. would have that uh type of precision shit i can't throw a rock accurate two feet no no thirty thousand feet yeah it could have maybe it was cobra um operating it took over the machines possibility took over separatist leaders who have downed several ukrainian military aircraft in recent days had bo boasted on social media about thursday's shoot down but later deleted those messages power said russia can end this war russia must end this war that's amazing that one they would go to Twitter or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. hey, we just shot down a commercial airliner. We're going to brag about it on Twitter. And then even more amazing is that they deleted the messages. You know, like, 
what a crazy time we're living in where you kill a bunch of innocent people and it's like oh time to tweet about this mm-hmm. gotta get my 140 characters on right oh, oh, oh people are getting mad delete the tweet delete the tweet like a celebrity making a bad joke you know like what else did they think was going to happen yeah. so what do they have like an official um we the shooters at we the shooters.com at right. you can tag and you know that's the official where you can follow them terrorizing people and shit yeah the at the terrorist right you know what i mean it's also funny that we're calling them the separatists because <laughs> they're white uh if they was brown uh probably be, would be calling them the terrorists ter- right they terrorists to me right i mean you kill 300 innocent people you typically get the terror label yes yeah, you do but uh apparently that's different in russia um, it's also weird too, like that they would delete the tweets. You know? like, people, <laughs> like, like people can't see them. Let me take these down. Shot. Let me take these down. Oh, Twitter man. never forgets. Like I like the White House tweeting free Palestine. Like, oh, uh, wait a minute. My bad, my bad. I'm gonna backtrack this and what they turn around and make a statement that yeah. the, the the tweets above does not reflect the organization. Mm-hmm. I would never. That was our intern, guys. I would never comment on right. international terrorism. That right. We did. He's in terrorism training. I don't know why he did that. Right. He, he will be punished severely. Whether it was a Russian military unit that did it or it was a separatist unit, we don't know. Pentagon Press Secretary uh, Rear Adam, Admiral John Kirby said in a briefing. He noted that Russia has up to 12,000 troops deployed on its side of the border with Ukraine. Privately, U.S. officials said intelligence assessments based on weapons believed to be in separatist hands and the track location of the launch site had concluded that separatists fired the missile, although it was unclear whether they knew their target was a commercial airliner. So they may have just shot down the wrong plane because it sounds like they've been shooting down aircraft for some time and they might have fucked up. Oh, I hit the wrong one. Mm Mm-hmm. One of the strongest public statements came from Britain, which lost 10 citizens aboard the flight. A statement released by Prime Minister David Cameron's office said it is increasingly likely that the Malaysian airliner was shot down by a separatist missile. Russia said it welcomed an investigation by the United Nations International Civil Aviation Organization, but responded sharply to the thinly veiled U.S. accusations of at least indirect responsibility for the shootdown. Obama should stop lecturing Russia and forced the Western-backed Ukrainian government to seriously engage in negotiations with separatist foreign minister Sergei Lavrov said at the UN, Russian uh, ambassador Vitaly Vitaly Cherkin, Vitaly Cherkin, criticized, (laughs) criticized those that he said were trying to prejudge the outcome of an investigation with broad statements and insinuations and accused the Ukrainian government of failing to warn international aviation to avoid the conflict area. Man, everybody's passing the blame on this. Nobody mm. won't be responsible for this mm. shit. Mm. Um, by continuing his military offensive to dislodge the separatists, Ukraine chose the wrong path and their Western colleagues supported them. Cherkin said, I'm talking about the United States. They actually pushed them to escalate, he said, and now they are trying to lay the blame on Russia. A spokesman from, for the Russian Defense Ministry said none of its sophisticated anti-aircraft systems or any other weaponry in service with the Russian armed forces has crossed the border in Ukraine. Itar Tais reported from Moscow. Amid the official statements and allegations came the now familiar accoutrements of international tragedy, laying of flowers at embassies and hometowns, candlelight visuals, and signing of condolence books. When one U.S. citizen known to be on board the flight, Dutch dual nation, uh, dual national Quinn Lucas 
Shanshman, 19, was traveling on the Malaysian flight from Amsterdam to Kuala Lumpur to meet his family for a vacation. Uh, yeah, they, it was also like a lot of people that were international AIDS researchers that were traveling to a conference in Australia yeah. that got killed. Yeah. Like two thirds of the passengers were that. Like, I saw someone saying like, this is some born identity type shit, you know? And, and the crazy part, especially with the people doing the AIDS research, research people, they were saying they were having one dude is like world renowned for his AIDS research and his development and, and lowering the cost of AIDS medication mm-hmm. and pushing very, very heavily uh, the education of AIDS and how AIDS work. Like he was one of the first uh, people to actually, you know, connect the dots to a lot of uh, the, the spreading of the disease. So he's more about like curing it and educating people. And he does his conferences all around the world. I think him and like, an- and I think uh, another lady was like high up in these, uh, in one of his, uh, their organizations that, that is very heavy in AIDS research and a bunch of uh, like researchers and scientists and things like that. So yeah, it's like a, a lot. A lot of people on this plane actually and I, it's going to be interesting the impact of that because it's we live we live in a time now where a lot of people are very ignorant to AIDS and HIV and because people quote unquote think it's under control a lot of people uh don't uh support it and don't uh get behind it like they used to uh because they think that it's actually a cure and they don't realize especially outside of the United States there are other places in the world the AIDS are still wiping out people tremendously every day yeah Mm-hmm. Uh, man, it's just crazy. I mean, I I know conspiracy theories are probably having a field day with this you shit. You know they are. You know, like oh, the U.S. had them killed for stopping AIDS against the black man. I don't know. <laughs> what the, I don't know what the theory is, but I'm sure it's out there. Uh, referring to the researchers, Obama said that in this world today, we shouldn't let we shouldn't forget that in the midst of conflict and killing, there are people like these people who are focused on what can be built rather than what can be destroyed. People who are focused on how they can help people that ne- they've never met. People who define themselves not by what makes them different from other people, but by the humanity that we hold in common. And it's time for us to heed their example. Although statements by the United States and others such as Britain grew harsher as the day progressed Friday, it was unclear what the administration proposed to do once responsibility for the attack was firmly established and who would be with it. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, that's the thing. What What is to be done? Are they going to send troops over there? Are they going to... Right. That's you why know, I said this, this another shit war start, situation. Right. And this this is this is like the shit where it becomes international, everybody putting the finger at everybody, everybody becomes very impatient. Mm-hmm. And instead of looking at life in general, the life of our citizens, I'm more important to the life of your citizens. And you know, more of our citizens die than your citizens. So, you know, we 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 should be the first to implement punishment, whatever the punishment is. And so, you know, it's gonna be uh, interesting to see uh, what uh, happens from this and, and, you know, what kind of punishment are, are they going to do? Is it going to be something in writing? Is it going to be something that's uh, reasonable to implement? Is it going to be something that's going to affect imports and exports in and out of these countries? Like, wh- what are they really going to do? And that and that is going to be a telltale sign of what's going to happen beyond that point. Yeah, he said he saw no U.S. military role in the conflict. Uh, several governments represented at the Security Council meeting limited themselves to expressing shock and sympathy over the dead, which is like, hey, uh, we don't want no part of no fights and shit. You know, we're just sad these people died. China cautioned member nations not to jump to any conclusions or trade accusations. German Chancellor Angela Merkel on Friday 
pressed uh, Russia to work harder toward a political solution with Ukraine, but she also drew a line between Russians and the separatists, saying that the Russian president, of course, has an influence, but still, one has to differentiate between the separatists and the Russian government. So, yeah, man, just... Man, uh, the United States and European Union imposed new st- sanctions on Russia, mm-hmm. but the European government, the European moves were significantly less stinging, suggesting Friday that she was in no rush to go further. Merkel's called Wednesday's move an adequate response to what happened in the past few days, although she noted that the European decision had left open the door to act on a new level if necessary. European governments have generally been more reluctant than Americans to slap together sanctions on the Russians, largely because of Moscow's economic clout in the region. Yeah, they're, they're involved. They're all one landmass. Right. And, they, they, and they're not, quote unquote, separated by a mass body of water. So, yeah. you know, we're over here going, fuck you, smack. And they're going, right. well, these are neighbors, dog. We, we can't be acting all crazy because we'll affect our citizens. Yeah, um, some analysts suggested that the desire of Europeans to sidestep truly forceful sanctions to protect their economy should not be underestimated. <clears throat> but should the separatists with direct or indirect Russian aid be conclusively proved responsible for the shootdown? Others said the calculations in the region might change. It's a game changer because it's very difficult to see how anyone in Europe can continue business as usual, said Jonathan Eyal, director of international security studies at the Royal United Services Institute in London. This time we have our own European casualties. It's not a theoretical conflict in which people we do not know are dying. Anthony Fiola in Berlin uh, contributed to the support. Um, man, you know, like this is the second Malaysian plane tragedy. The mm-hmm. other one's just missing. Nobody knows what the fuck happened. Mm-hmm. Seems it just poof be gone. Like who? Like I wonder if that that one could have been shot down or something. I, I or, don't know. I mean, I don't know what I forget what part of the world that one was in, but I know, you know, uh, just like it just makes you wonder. Like one, what bad luck for them. Yeah, and two, because like that's the kind of shit that puts airlines out of business. And the second right. one sounds like y'all ain't have shit to do with. The first one sounds like you know kind of shady, and no one found those people, and nobody found that wreckage. But uh, this one, I mean, you can't help that your plane got shot down. It doesn't sound like, and if the government wasn't warning people like, don't take this route, right? It's you're, best, you know, you're you just happened, you caught it, dog. Like your ass about to probably be out of business. Nobody's what? going to take those flights. No, and the way it sounds, which. You know, this is normal. Like, hey, they've been shooting planes for days. What the fuck? Why y'all tell people they've been shooting planes at the sky for days? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just one of those things where you're just going on about your life versus, you know what? Instead of a two-hour flight, we're going to do a five-hour flight because we're going to fly our asses around this general area because we don't want to get shot the fuck out the sky. And Malaysian Airlines will be going out of business very, very soon because if I was flying there, Malaysian Airlines would not be my choice of air flights. Yeah, and it's, like I said, not really their fault, but... Nope. You know. Um, Jason Biggs. Uh, one of the stars of Orange is the New Black, uh, also American Pie. Mm-hmm. He uh, had to get in on the pandemonium, make a joke on Twitter. Uh, the former American Pie lover, current Orange is the New Black star, became the latest celebrity to make an offensive joke when he tweeted soon after the news broke that Malaysian Airlines flight MH17 had crashed. Anyone want to buy my Malaysian Airlines frequent flyer miles? At Jason Biggs. In all seriousness, though, how do you mistakenly shoot down a commercial plane? Ugh. Now, I think the first one was the joke. The second one was he was trying to get it back. Yeah. 
within seconds biggs had people tweeting back at him with varying levels of anger being like hey maybe wait a couple days before cracking a joke about civilian airplane carrying 295 people getting shot down well you know it's funny though um people always do this a tragedy like Mm -hmm. oh if you wait then it'll be okay like i didn't understand why it was okay to make the malaysian airline jokes honestly and i'm not saying that on some like because i didn't find them funny and it needs to be taken down i i just didn't understand how the vast majority of people found those jokes fine but then a joke like this is like just just distasteful man it's like those Malaysian airline people are either dead or missing. Right. There's nothing good that happened with that plane. Mm-mm. And no matter, no amount of lost jokes will make that situation better or not better. But people were, you know, oh, they're probably on the island with Jack, you know, like all these jokes and it was fine. And then this one that we know that they got shot down. Um, could that be the only difference is, oh, well, we know they're dead. So yes, because the other one is like, they're probably dead. Uh, yeah you're gonna retract those jokes when you hey all those people yeah we found the wreckage of the plane everybody's dead oh man i want to delete all the jokes i said Mm -hmm. and they weren't funny anymore nope so yeah people pick and choose yeah but uh he caught it because it wasn't funny yeah i remember i made a joke a long time ago like when i first got on twitter about a airline uh crash or something i can't remember what it was it was some tragedy and I made a joke, and I can't even remember what the joke was, honestly. And, like, I have a lot of followers, and this one person was just going around Twitter waiting for people to make jokes and fighting everybody. So, I mean, when shit, all that to say, I had, like, 50 followers then. Jason Biggs had to know. Come on. With he had to know somebody. Was, yeah, followers. people were going to yeah. say something. It wasn't going to go over well like he probably thought maybe it'd be like the last malaysian airlines thing but right it's just that was different man Mm -hmm. uh so yeah people were tweeting back at him with varying levels of anger being like hey maybe wait a couple days okay but the backlash only set off bigs more and his one bad joke quickly turned into a full-blown rant flush with self-righteousness it's saddest for the victims and their families obviously but malaysia airlines is apparently a great airline gonna be tough to recover hey all you too soon assholes it's a fucking joke you don't have to think it's funny or even be on my twitter page at all the idea that i wouldn't have downhill yeah yeah like he like this is one of those things where like if you're gonna accept the, the celebrity part you probably gotta bow out like my bad shouldn't have tweeted that delete I really just don't respond because it's going to be a news story anyway, right? Or you could not respond at all, right? Which which is probably hey, mm. I put it out there, people got angry. The end. <laughs> or you could do what I would do and do exactly what Jason Biggs is doing. True. Be like fuck y'all, it's funny. Um, <laughs> the problem was this original joke wasn't funny. That's always going to kill you. That's right. always a killer. Like if it ain't funny, mm-hmm. that that first joke ain't funny, dog. It's it's going to be a long day because you got to defend. Is. And nothing's less funny than explaining why your joke was supposed to be funny. Like, right. Go ahead and turn your uh, replies and mentions off. Well, yeah, I don't have nearly the same amount of followers and shit, and I still get the, hey, buddy, I didn't like this. I'm like, well, it's because it was a joke. Right. If you I know? have to waste the time to explain it to you, you don't get it and don't yeah. really care. Like, hey, I, I, I disagree with, your, with this. And it's like, well, that's because I wasn't serious. I also disagree with it. Fuck right. you. I'm like, all right, fuck me then. Um, but yeah, hey, uh, so yeah, he says, um, 
The idea that I wouldn't have any empathy for the victims or their families because I make it a joke because I make a joke is absolutely ridiculous. You know that, right? Um, yeah, I, I know that. I but do too. Not everybody does know that. Mm-hmm. Apparently on Twitter, it's always the people. By the way, it's always the people that are telling everybody how to be funny that are the least funniest people on twitter right like yeah, yeah listen this is how satire should work you're like bitch you ain't made a joke in seven years shut up right leave there's it to nothing, the funny people there's nothing in your timeline funny in fact your timeline is telling other people how they're not funny yeah like where, where are your jokes yeah they don't exist okay truly you losers are literally trying to find shit to get angry about channel your issues elsewhere jason big well see that's fucked up you can't go try to become center stage at the show and then get mad at becoming center stage at the show right you're famous and you know you have a lot of traction on twitter and you made the improper joke at that time and you knew people were gonna like be mad at you i remember when i made uh paul walker jokes when he died and um like that night all kinds of people, I'll oh, fuck you, uh, I'm gonna unfollow you, I don't like you, you're a sociopath. And I just had to be like, I'll just eat it. Y'all know that that's not true, but what the fuck? This is funny to me, I'm laughing. Like, right. I'm not, I, like. You it, gotta own it, it don't yeah. sound like he wants to own it. Yeah, I can't, I, like, I don't know what your belief system is, but I know that this tweet can't bring any of those people back or kill those people. Right. It's just a tweet. Um, at Bobby Blight says, at Jason Biggs, I'll be sure to laugh when you suffer a family tragedy. He said, please do. I hope I can laugh during my family tragedy, too. Um, another dude said, uh, at Jason Biggs, I cracked jokes the day my dad died. Human Trump's tragedy. Your recent tweets made me want to follow you. Well done. So uh, he said, that last guy is the kind of guy I want following me. All you other pussies, please go back to being pussies. Thanks. Wow. He really took it there. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's currently retweeting anybody on his side so don't expect to find any self-awareness over there so yeah i mean you know that's the thing about the moral police dog like not everybody want to believe in your law um and uh jason biggs apparently is one of those dudes now the thing is will they be going to netflix uh will they be going to orange is the new black will people be trying to find a way to get this dude unemployed you know, because if so, I expect to see an apology. Yeah, and if not, you won't get one. Because ain't nothing move but the money, I believe it was. Uh, right. The great philosopher, Rakim. Right, ain't nothing going on <laughs> but the rent. Right. Still don't move but the yeah, money. Yeah, you got to have a J-O-B, son. All you got to do is, be, all somebody got to do is start fucking with that check. He'll be out there like, Listen, I said some very hurtful, rude things. Right. I deleted those tweets. It'll be on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Google Plus. He'll have mm-hmm. it everywhere. He'll be making a statement. Yep. It'll be on Vine, YouTube. Everybody be a podcast. He'll be making his tour. Yep. I think so too. Uh, Fox News wants a racist reporter to be more racist. Oh, wait. Maybe I should move this to fucking with black people. Yeah. Let me just move that story on down. Okay. I was like, what's happening to you? Yeah. Well, good grief. Uh, Sherry Shepard. Her life is falling apart at the seams, Karen. It looks like it. Departing View star Sherry Shepard is under such tremendous stress that friends fear she's headed for a devastating collapse. Her life has unraveled on all fronts from a messy divorce and two custody battles to getting axed from her show and giving up her dream home. Sherry's on the verge of a breakdown, a worried friend told The Inquirer. That's right. 
a good source not tmz oh what what happened what's happening to her is too much for any one person to bear she has serious health issues and we're afraid she's going to collapse under the strain the 47 year old performer was diagnosed in 2007 with type 2 diabetes the same disease that claimed her mother laverne's life when she was just 41 a frightened sherry dropped 40 pounds to cope with the condition but in the past three months, she's been hammered by a series of never-ending crises. Uh, in May, her husband of nearly three years, writer Lamar Sally, filed for separation in California. And just two weeks ago, Sherry fired back with her own divorce petition filed in New Jersey where the couple made their home. <laughs> That's funny how anyone that wants money when they file for divorce always goes to California. Mm-hmm. It's like, I want more than half. I want all your shit. Right, because California got them laws. Mm-hmm. Making the split even more painful, the warring couple are expected to birth the birth of a son, are expecting a birth of a son from a surrogate mother in late July, and Sherry plans to battle in order to not be named the child's mother because she now believes she is not the biological mother. How is that possible? Right. So I are they supposed to insert an egg from Sherry into the surrogate and then have it? Yeah. And she's saying to do like. Like it's, it's not, not her, her egg. egg. Yeah, because that because normally what happens is they take the uh, mother's uh, egg and the father's sperm, put it together, and then they place it in the surrogate's uterus. Yeah, like whose egg is it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like apparently that's... not hers. So if it ain't hers, <laughs> she's like, uh, if it ain't mine, I'm I know. Meanwhile, the embattled entertainer faces another heartbreaking custody challenge. Her ex-husband, Jeff Tarpley, is seeking full custody of the couple's nine-year-old son, Jeffrey, from their eight-year marriage. As her world collapsed around her, collapsed around her, Sherry was told her contract as a co-host on The View wouldn't be renewed when it expires in August after seven years, but she needs that money. Uh, Sherry's life is in shambles. We pray she'll make it through, said the source. So. Yeah, because the thing is, like, I know. I'm just thinking. It's like she's not really controversial. I guess they was like, we don't want to be bothered with this drama on with the show. Maybe I don't. I don't Cause know. Because I, I was like, she's not really not trying funny. She don't really do a lot of things that you know brings negative attention. You know, I mean, negative attention to her and shit like that. But they was like, oh, that's gonna be messy. No. Well, they got rid of uh, Jenny McCarthy, who's now doing a radio show on Sirius. And I wonder if part of this is just also that. Um, they're saying to themselves, look, uh, Roseanne's coming in and Roseanne don't like these bitches. They got to go. Because oh. Jenny, Jenny said that that was her thing was that, you know, Roseanne don't favor her, don't feature her. And, uh, you know, wonder if the same thing could be said for Sherry, man. Or maybe they feel like it's an overlap. Like Roseanne might as well be a sassy black woman. That's true. That, I, I, you know, that's a good thing. I never really thought about that, but it was like, hey, y'all got to go. And if she's smart, that's what she'll do. She'll go off and make money somewhere else doing other things. I got this out of order. My bad. But uh, there's more Malaysian uh, Malaysian playing bad jokes. Uh, someone prank called MSNBC. Because, you know, got to do that. Us. Sergeant, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? I can. Please tell us what, what you saw. Now, they, they think the lady on MSNBC thinks this guy is a military sergeant. Okay? I guess what she was told. Right. Okay. So that's why she says, Sergeant, are you there? Okay. Phone with us. Sergeant, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? I can. Please tell us what, what you saw there on the ground in Ukraine. 
Well, I was looking out the window and I saw a projectile flying through the sky, and it would appear that the plane was shot down by a blast of wind from Howard Stern's ass. So it would appear that the plane was shot down. Can you tell us anything more from your military training of, of what sort of missile system uh, that may have been coming from? Well, you're a dumbass, aren't you? I'm sorry, sir. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with all the latest next. Um, she, because she was a professional, so she tried to gloss across that. Of course, she heard that. How does she? She's a professional. She was like, "Okay, um, obviously this is not who I thought it was going to be." I bet you when they went off the air, she was like, "God damn it!" Yeah, I just, I, I guess, everybody in, out. in my mind, I just can't imagine. Uh, I, obviously, just because it's not me, but I just can't imagine sitting there through like, yeah, a blast of wind from Howard Stern's ass is like, oh god, let me just hang up. And she's like, well, in your military training, that, and uh, all this like strikes me as just another reason. One, we don't need twenty four hours of news. Right. Two, um, you don't need to be first. They were rushing right. so much to get somebody on the air. To fill a little bit of time. It was going to be just another nobody. And just the fact that this guy was able to get on the air could have just uh, pretended. He probably could have been back segment after segment if he wanted to. Just making shit up without them verifying who he was, his credentials, or any of that shit. And uh, they were fine with that because they were going to be able to use it to get more something on the air as fast as possible. And it backfired. That and just the fact that uh like i said i am a big advocate of verifying shit the news does not verify a goddamn thing this is why tmz is whooping your ass because one thing about tmz a lot of tmz shit is verifiable Mm -hmm. like y'all just want to try to compete against them so bad that y'all not doing their jobs you mean to tell me you got producers you have all these you know people that work to produce this show and you get a crazy ass on national television to say some dumb shit like that and was and Kudos to her for being professional because she don't control the goddamn phone line. The second he said that, whoever heard that should have immediately hung up on his ass. But they allowed him to continue talking. So mm-hmm. that's the fault of, because she don't control the phone line. So right. that's the fault of whoever was listening that continued to let that go on. When them cameras went off, I'd have cussed every goddamn body out there because you make me look like a motherfucking ass because you want to do shit and you don't want to do it the proper way. Yeah, and you're not going to, like, the thing is... uh in the aftermath of these things, you're never going to get information this way. Like, no, like it's, it's disasterbation basically. Like, uh, the, a tragedy happens and then the media spends all this time, you know, just harping on this one news story because it's the only thing that is getting good traction at this point. So they're just recycling the same little bit of information right. they have. Every once in a while, a daily show will do one of these things where they take clips from every news station and it just show you how bullshit it is. And it's, it's a just, running joke. So, so what do you think happened? And then 10 minutes later, they go back to the guy on the scene. So what do you think happened? 10 minutes later, they go back to the guy on the scene. So what do you think happened over and over and over for 24 hours, 48 hours, 72 hours? Right. It's just always, you know, and no, and nothing 
nothing's happened so it's just the guy going well clearly the claim was uh you know believed to have been shot down uh right now we have authorities in the background they're uh going through the debris they're looking at the evidence evaluating things uh we can't get too close to the site uh we will uh continue to delve into this right now and then the person back in the studio asked another dumbass question like uh so uh, people are, are, there's a lot of speculation, uh, going on. Some people are speculating it was shot down. Well, you know, right now we really don't have any way to determine what happened with the plane. Uh, there is a lot of speculation and we're definitely, you know, it could, and then they start, and they get to the point where they start making them speculate where that guy is now suddenly, well, you know, there's a AIDS conference. It could be the cure for AIDS was on the plane. Right, and, because they constantly uh, they had to blow the plane up because terrorists and it's an inside job and just like 9-11. And, uh, you know, I have sources in the chat room, uh, Black Rob, that are ah! saying that uh, these are the things that are happening. So we just want to go, you know, live on the scene uh, uh, right here. We This is what we believe uh, currently. Uh, and, but you know, it will, allegedly, you know, there's a lot of things happening. And by the, and then, and then by, by the time the shit comes out, none of this was necessary. Mm-mm. You know, the president speaks on it, it's like, this is what the fuck happened. It's like, oh yeah, none of this shit we thought needed to be said because we were just there with cameras rolling. Right. And commentary. Right. You know? And, and a lot of it boils down to, and I, and maybe because I'm just fucking old. Give me the goddamn news. That's all I want. It's just yeah. facts. Give well, me people the facts. Can't, you know what? But it's you say that, but it's a lot of people aren't like you. A lot of people will watch this shit. So a lot of people. That's, that, that's why I call it disasterbation. This is tragedy porn, and then people tune in. They watch it twenty four seven. They get the tissues out and they start jacking their dicks or jilling off or whatever to it. Or it's just like, oh, I'm such a good person. It's so sad. The tragedy. The tragedy. I'm addicted to this shit. Yeah, I can't. And I can't wallow. In I know it like you that. can. I know you can. Okay. I'm just, but I'm just saying, it's oh, obvious that a lot of people by do. the fact that they do it how many people are attracted to it they wouldn't do it if this shit didn't get better ratings than the normal news like that's true now the normal you know the and not to mention it shouldn't be 24 hours of news because normal news normal news is now like uh the president of the president was uh gave a speech on uh health care that was very 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 fucking important but when we come back look at this cat surf you know like it's Mm -hmm. Like it's like those two things should never be next to each other, but no. we're at that point now where our cable news is basically like your internet. You know what I mean? It's basically like watching Twitter or the randomness that's on your Facebook page. That is news now, and that is why you get tricked where you have this situation where you're putting on a guy on a guy on your station. No one's checked his credentials, and he's allowed to go live on the air and start talking. And, and you're getting shit like, you know, like, oh, like this. Sergeant, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? <laughs> I can. Please tell us what, what you saw there on the ground in Ukraine. Well, I was looking out the window and I saw a projectile flying through the sky. And it would appear that the plane was shot down by a blast of wind from Howard Stern's ass. So it would appear that the plane was shot down. Can you tell us anything more from your military training of, of what sort of missile system uh, that may have been coming from? Well, you're a dumbass, aren't you? Now, was I'm she, sorry, sir. Was she not listening or did she just not believe 
this was happening. I think the second. But she didn't repeat the Howard Stern's ass part. She was like, no. you believe it was shot down. Um, right. Maybe he just has to rest. And I think a lot of that boils down to her being a professional and just not wanting to, because she's on national television, mm-hmm. not wanting to be the fucking next, she's the next YouTube clip anyway, but not making it worse by just saying something, because she's at work, like this is her yeah. job. And the thing is like, the person that uh they listened to this shit, the person that did the delay, that did not hang up on him, I would demand he be fired because Howard Stern ass should have never made the air. Somebody should have been listening to, but this is what happened when you everything got to be motherfucking live, mm-hmm. and, you, and, 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 and you don't have a delay. This is this is the bullshit that happens. Yeah, that's just amazing, honestly, that that can happen in 2014. Right. I mean, we now can check your credentials faster than anything. It's simply the race to be first. You right. Know? You mean to tell me you motherfucker Google this name? You can Google him. Mm-hmm. Sergeant such such such. Somebody Google that to be sure that this is legit. Uh, my man Tim McGraw apparently uh, got in some trouble. Uh-oh. Uh, Tim McGraw uh, was on stage with his heavily ripped jeans getting, uh, you know, getting his groove on when a fan tried to grab his, his ripped jeans and uh ripped a hole in his in his ripped jeans already. <laughs> and he smacked her in the head. Oh, uh, he didn't do the Rihanna, did he? <laughs> during his performance of Truck Yeah at a concert in Atlanta this week. Yeah, Rihanna popped somebody upside the head with a microphone. She's like, motherfucker, don't touch me. Boop. McGraw then gives his gives her hand hand gives her a hand gesture that seems to say, What did you think was gonna happen, lady? Before watching watching the security guard escort the woman away, a rep from for McGraw explained the smack to Tim Z. Tim was singing out in the audience, and someone firmly grabbed onto his leg and wouldn't let go as he was moving through the crowd. He instinctively swatted to keep to try to keep her from ripping his jeans, which they succeeded at doing, and so he could get to more fans who could slap hands with him before the end of the show. Um, so yeah, he smacked upside the head. During truck yeah too, so you know was, that's pretty pretty important to have video. On this. I never, for the record, wow. I will never understand women that go to concerts like this. <laughs> I'll never understand it, like because I and maybe I just won't understand it because I appreciate music differently than most. Like I didn't even know what Jaheen Aiko looked like until the BET Awards. And I still couldn't go to a concert and just scream at her, you know? Because, like, I want to hear you perform your music and shit. I want to, like, get into it. I don't, like, can you hear music when all you're going to, ah! <laughs> like can can you hear music like what the it's, fuck it's loud enough, yeah. I'm going to pay my ticket price to scream at you over the, the music like, and I'm not talking about, can I hear the music? I mean, you screaming. Can <laughs> you hear anything when you're screaming every two seconds? Like, this is shit. Can you like, not help yourself? Like, how does that fucking happen? Cause if I, I paid too much money to be screaming, your ass need to be screaming. <laughs> I'm that, if I'm that close to the stage, you need to be blowing them pipes. I'm not here for your amusement. It's the other way around, you know? It, I mean, and is that the dude is like, is that the chick you take backstage? 
you know, get her. She is screaming. Can't wait to get her back to my room where I can be like, yes, yeah, so my name's Tim. Ah! Ah! Uh, wow, you know, uh, you looking pretty good out there. Ah! Ah! Okay. There are people like that for real. Yeah. Yeah, fuck that. So it starts walking through the arena because uh, they have one of those stages where you can walk into the middle of the crowd. So he's doing that. You can't even really hear him. Mm-mm. Like, uh, like, cause the music's so loud and I can barely hear him singing. That's what I said. So people screaming, but yeah, yeah, it's so loud in concerts that you can still hear. Uh, other people can. The people screaming, I don't think they can hear. No. Have so they're screaming. You try screaming that loud over and over and over it while someone's doing something. You won't be able to understand what the fuck's going on. <laughs> Damn, he smacked the shit out of her. Get your hands off The 51 me. second mark, she got the shit smacked out of her. Oh, my God. I mean. That was some pimp-like reflexes. She better have his money. Right. Good God. He was like, get your goddamn hands off of me. That's got to suck to get smacked and then dragged from the concert. Right. Smack and then here comes security. Security was on top of that shit. And the thing, maybe it's just me, <laughs> but who are these goddamn people that think they could just reach up at these people? I don't know, man. I mean. And just act like I'm they're just not supposed to respond. Well, I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often. To be honest, I don't think people are good people. And I think. That's true. The way people feel about celebrity now, where they think they own, um. celebrities and they think that you know everyone's entitled to your special time and shit like i'm surprised the shit doesn't happen more often i remember it was uh some artist maybe iggy azella somebody was talking about how they don't crowd surf anymore because dude was people were trying to finger her vagina and shit like wow yeah another thing i'm surprised doesn't happen more often you know what i mean like people are fucking terrible (laughs) people are bad people (laughs) like so yeah, I'm, I mean I don't know. I mean we saw the video of the dude trying to pull Beyonce off stage, you know, and she let him stay, you know. So it's amazing. I I don't know how the fuck people deal with this shit, but yeah, he smacked the shit out of her. Yeah, but your ass won't do that no more. Mm-hmm. Uh, FedEx is in trouble. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. Yep. They did. They got smacked, but not in the face. Uh, uh, FedEx is charged in an illegal prescription drug conspiracy. Oh, the company? Yeah, FedEx. Who did you think I was talking about? Oh, I thought FedEx about, Jones. Uh, oh, FedEx employees? No. But like the company company. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. The Justice Department indicted FedEx Thursday on federal charges that accused the company of having conspired with illegal online pharmacies to deliver controlled substances and other pharmaceuticals purchased by people without prescriptions. Oh, yeah, you can't do that. Y'all gonna have to get on that Obamacare, dog. The 15-count indictment stems from deliveries made from 2000 to 2010. 
from Woo. yeah from illegal pharmacies that only require an online form to order prescription medications according to the indictment. FedEx had knowingly been delivering the drugs even after multiple warnings from drug enforcement officials. The scheme, prosecutors say, netted the company eight hundred and twenty million dollars. Yep, because the they were making money. No wonder the USPS can't make any money. Right, because you got the you know FedEx making side deals with the co- with with the mm-hmm. cocaine people. See, that's the thing, man. Like, people shit on the, the U.S. Postal Service, and I get it. They're, they have a, their flaws, but, I mean, the, when you are only in it for profit, why wouldn't you take cut corners? Why wouldn't you try to right. make an off-the-table deal like this? Because, I mean, fuck it. Right. You know, you I'm get- in it for the money. I don't give a fuck about what the government regulations are. Like, I can find a way to make almost a billion dollars in 10 years. Yeah, I'll do it. Right. And the fine that they give you, you go, I don't give a fuck. I've made so much goddamn money. I right. will pay your fine. And, and the I thing- probably won't even go to jail. Right. And that's what's going to happen. Nobody, no CEO, CFO is going to go to jail. No, you know, they're, they're not going to handcuff anybody or any of that. They're just going to pay a fine. And everybody's going to move on. But what you did was illegal. And a lot of people, and I understand the uh, United States Postal Service is not the best. But I tell you one thing, you let the United States Postal Service motherfucking shut down and you have to depend on UPS and FedEx only. Mm-hmm. People not going to get their goddamn packages. If I'm the USPS, I come out like, see? I told you, it's, it's difficult. Yes, it, it it is difficult because <laughs> these niggas was cheating to make the money, <laughs> right? And and the thing is that you uh, you have you um, FedEx and UPS that won't even fucking put packages but roll past your goddamn house and 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 and, and throw a dart at your door that says we was here won't ring your doorbell and uh, won't even deliver half of the packages. But yet the United States Postal Service literally go to everybody's fucking mailbox. Do you know how much shit would never get delivered if we waited on these niggas? Mm-hmm. The advent of Internet pharmacies allowed the cheap and easy distribution of massive amounts of illegal prescription drugs to every corner of the United States while allowing perpetrators to conceal their identities through an anonymity the Internet provides. U.S. Attorney Melinda Hagg said in a statement, this indictment highlights the importance of holding corporations that knowingly enable illegal activity responsible for their role in aiding criminal behavior. Yes, Karen. But to me, this is not a punishment. Yeah, you're losing money. But y'all not locking motherfuckers up. So I'm not trying to be funny. What is the punishment? Well, um, I don't know. We haven't got to the punishment phase. Okay. They just, they've, uh, they, they've indicted them on charges. So we don't know what the punishment is yet. Okay. According to the prosecutors, FedEx has made arrangements to keep the flow of drug deliveries moving even after some of its couriers alerted them to the fact that they were being threatened with violence. So another reason with money shit, they don't even care about the employees. Wow. Yep. Like, fuck it. It's worth the money. Go go get beat up. Go get killed. We don't give a fuck. Wow. The grand jury also said FedEx couriers in Kentucky, Tennessee, and Virginia had warned the company as early as 2004 that their trucks were being stopped by pharmacy customers demanding packages of pills and threatening them with harm and that some of the listed delivery addresses were vacant homes where carloads of people were waiting for their drugs. (gasps) Oh! In response, the indictment said FedEx began separating drug deliveries from problematic Internet pharmacies and holding them for pickup at company stations. So they didn't stop doing it because it was too profitable. So instead, they were like, okay, you have to come get your illegal drugs at the FedEx facility. Because we know you guys will harass and beat up our drivers and shit because they're not 
you know they're not going to uh i guess you know some of these places they don't want you to deliver to their real address because that can be tracked and it's illegal what they're doing so it's like we'll give them a fake address when they show up there we basically go give us the, the, the drugs. It's like, well, this ain't your name. This isn't your address. This isn't. It's like, I will beat the fuck out of you if I don't get my Viagra. It's like, all right, sir, put your cock away and give him the Viagra. Right. And the, th- the thing is, it wouldn't surprise me if they have a lawsuit from the employees from the fact that they had to suffer through this bullshit with you. No, if, for the fa- for the fact that the federal government is indicting you. Uh, well, that was 2004 that this part was brought up. Oh, it's, two- it's 2014 now. You know what I mean? Oh. Like, this is 2004 that the employees were like, hey, hey, these people are trying to kill us. And it's like, all right, we'll just move it to our facility. They kept it rolling for another six years at least. But Oh, so the drug dealers just went up there and picked that shit up? Yeah. But the indictment alleges that the company continued to distribute controlled substances and prescription drugs on behalf of the Chabra Smoley Corporation and Superior Drugs. They did so even after officials knew they had been closed down by the state and federal law enforcement agencies and that their owners, operators, pharmacists, and doctors had been indicted, arrested, and convicted of illegally distributing drugs, it said. They didn't give a fuck. FedEx conspired with Chabra Smoley during 2000, between 2000 and 2008 and Superior Drugs from 2002 to 2010. The indictment said prosecutors noted that Drug Enforcement Agency, Food and Drug Administration, and Congress had informed FedEx that illegal Internet pharmacies were violating the state and federal laws by using its shipping services to distribute controlled substances. FedEx disputed the charges with Patrick Fitzgerald, Senior Vice President of Marketing and Communications, telling the Wall Street Journal, we will defend against this attack on the integrity and good name of FedEx and its employees. And you know, like, they really didn't give a fuck because... Government doesn't bring cases about to lose them. Right. And like, this is probably a loser of a case. They just figured we made enough money that it'll be fine and we won't go to jail. Right. And, and, and the part about this fucked up, it's not like you was not warned. Like they was like, Hey, we see Mm y'all. And if you were smart, you'd have been like, you know what? Let's get out for this ship goes bad. But that's the thing. If, I'm not going to be fined accordingly and I'm not going to go to jail. Why would I stop? Right. The right time to stop is when they fucking file the charges and make me. Right. And that's why I said it's not a motherfucking punishment because what's this drop in the bucket fine? Uh, If you really want companies to stop doing shit, start arresting CEOs, CFOs, start arresting people in high positions. You start arresting them niggas. This bullshit will stop because they will not want to take the chance of going to goddamn jail. But patting them on the back and basically saying, give us some money, but they still get their bonus. They still get to retire. You know, they're sending their employees out there to get motherfucking harassed. Mm. There's no punishment for it. So, yeah, why would they care? And well, it was also, surpri- there's normally uh, limits on this. On the, there's normally caps on what you can find somebody anyway. So, like, hey, if. I know that the punishment caps out at $200,000 and I've made 800 and what was it? $820 million. Yeah. Find me. Right. You caught me. I'm guilty. Damn. I lost $200,000. I'll just keep my billion that I made. Right. That's why I say it's not a punishment. And a lot of it has to do with the way our system is done. And they, their money's in the lobbyists, their Mm -hmm. money's in the laws. You know, they get a lot of shit done 
And so it's just one of those things where they go, we'll hit you with something to make the public shut up, but we're not really going to punish you because at the end of the day, you still pay us also. And so that's why I think that they're not really going after these people and arresting these people and holding these people accountable for affecting people's lives and doing some illegal shit. And it wouldn't surprise me if they're not the only company. They're just the one that got fucking caught. FedEx repeatedly has asked for a list of online pharmacies that are legally shipping prescription drugs, Mr. Fitzgerald said, something law enforcement officials haven't yet provided. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like, here's a list. Oh, man, you just missed you just missed him. He was in his office. Yeah. Uh, just come back in an hour and then just deliver the list. He should be in here. Uh, maybe we can schedule you for Tuesday meeting. All right, we'll come back Tuesday and deliver the list. Oh, he called in sick today. Yep, called mm-hmm. in sick. Not going to be able to get the list to him. Mm-mm. So uh, we're just going to have to wait on that. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe uh, we can do something next month. Whatever the, they, they would get, mm-hmm. they would get tired of me if that was my job. But like, you know what? I have all, I will sit right here until he returns. Well, he won't, he'll be on vacation for a week. I'll wait the whole week. Yeah. Then you get a package of flowers and $500,000 in it. And then you go, oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> and decide I start, decide it's time to go. I'll give him the list when I feel like it. Whenever DEA provides us a list of pharmacies engaging in illegal activity, we will turn off shipping for those companies immediately, he added. We're a transportation company. We're not law enforcement, he said, said the criminal. <laughs> uh, right. Hey, we criminals. We're not, we're in this for money, not law. We're not trying to follow the laws of, Mm-mm. of doing what, the laws. Why would we want to follow the law of what, of, of, of our industry, what we're, what we're charged with doing? Right. Who gives a fuck when all I got to pay is, you know, I pay you 200 and I've made a bazillion dollars. Mm-hmm. More like Fed RX, because they was out here ah! getting that pharmacy on. Yes, they was. Uh, man, have to talk about this, because everybody's been talking about it on Twitter. And it's so sad, because most of the talk on Twitter is, like, devolved into this weird gender war shit, man. People are just in so much pain and so hurt. Um, Everything is like a notch on the belt of... uh just a not, another notch on the belt to fight each other, but um uh God a man died, black man died, getting arrested. Uh he had a heart attack um when he was uh uh apparently just standing on the sidewalk. Um it happened in New York, of course. Um but uh there's new video um who uh of of him like uh after the arrest mm-hmm. um where he was dead or dying and they didn't perform cpr on him or anything they checked his pulse but that was it and then eight cops basically stood around a dead body or a man who was dying didn't try to revive him or do anything oh yeah defenseless dad died lying handcuffed and unresponsive on the sidewalk received zero medical help from cops who instead just emptied his pockets a shocking news video shows a seven minute clip posted Saturday on YouTube shows an apparently lifeless Eric Garner, whose head droops to the side as at least eight cops stand nearby. Um, you know, and this is one of the things that's so funny. Like, uh, I was listening to, uh, Keith and the girl and they had this uh, guest on Ari Shafir and he was saying how like, uh, women are talking about rape, uh, now because, you know, there's almost like, uh, it like, trying to play up the victimhood of it so that they'll have some acceptance. Black people talk about racism in the same kind of way. And, you know, it's like, 
I, I was getting kind of mad listening to it because it was like, you do realize we don't want, there's nothing cool about racial incidents right. happening to us. There's no rape club that everybody yeah. goes, Hey, I'm a part of the rape club too. Right. Yeah. There's like, there's like, there's no high fives when we exchange stories of systematic racism or racial right. incidents that have happened to us. When we see a story like this, I would love to not relate to this. I, like it right. would, it would do me nothing better. Nothing would please me more than to be able to read a story like this and go, I don't even see what the big deal is. Uh, or, you know, like I would love to read a story like this and just go, yeah, then what does that have to do with me? This is just a incident that was crazy. But, but be, because of my history and personally and because of, you know, our history collectively, I don't know why anyone think would think that we think this is a plus or some, you know, something to it- some sort of, uh, way to, to to form a group around like th- this is bad we wish this didn't happen right. and you know watching it, it was hard to watch this and you don't get no bonus points in life for this right um so uh yeah they basically stand around as he's he's dead or dying come on guy one cop says to garner the only thing the video on the video that suggests any of the officers was trying to help breathe in breathe out he says the man but he had a heart attack so he wasn't breathing but Garner on his side with his eyes closed doesn't move at all. Even when the officer slaps him on the shoulder, the side of his head remains flat against the concrete and his eyes never open. At one point, another officer is seen taking a cell phone and a pack of cigarettes from the 43-year-old Garner's pants. Even after the arrival of EMT four minutes into the vid- video, no medical aid is provided to Garner. He instead just lo- is loaded onto a stretcher and wheeled off. Cops say he was pronounced dead a short time later after arriving at Staten Island Hospital. Uh, NYPD officer Daniel Pantaleo, uh, char- caught on another video putting Garner in a chokehold is shown standing a few feet away chatting amiably with a uniformed colleague because, you know, I had to put him in that chokehold. Near the end of the clip, he gives a satiric wave to the person shooting the second video. Uh, Pantaleo, an eight year veteran, was placed on modified duty Saturday as cops in the Staten Island District Attorney investigated the case. He was stripped of his gun and his shield and assigned to work desk duty, which who knows? Uh, a lot of times that doesn't mean shit. You know, mm-hmm. you would like to think that, oh, okay, so it means that, uh, they're going to basically look into it as like he, he, uh, a criminal thing that he overstepped his bounds. But a lot of times they just do this to be like, we did something guys. And, right. you know, months of- later after, you know, the media, you know, hype around it has that, subsided. Yeah. You'll find out that he got a smack on the wrist and he's back. He's not going to do any time. He's not getting kicked out the force. Yeah. You know, everything was fine. You can just choke hold a man because fuck it. Right. And I didn't watch it. Like I, mm. when I seen, I was like, yeah, I remember that. I didn't watch it. I didn't click on it because yeah. my heart can't take that. But my thing is for the fact that it would not surprise me if there is a lawsuit from the family for the fact that we got all this video and you, you let yeah. my, you even, let my husband die. Even still, even if they won uh, the fact, even if they won a lawsuit, they don't want to the police and the state and the city will not want to be like, uh, the new precedence is if we do something over the line, we immediately admit fault and, you know, make restitution. They will, they will make you fight for it. Oh yeah. Know? And they will make it seem like somehow it was reasonable what he did. 
um, and that there has to be two sides to this. Uh, Pantaleo was stripped of his gun and his shield and was assigned to work desk duty. The police union immediately denounced the move as knee-jerk and completely unwarranted. But detectives arrived at the Staten Island home Saturday afternoon, leaving about 25 minutes later with one box and three bags taken from the residence. Officer Justin D'Amico, uh, on the four, on the force four years also pulled, uh, off the street, but he was, he was also pulled off the street, but was not forced to turn over his badge or his weapon. Outside D'Amico's home Saturday, an infuriated woman screamed at reporters, get off my fucking property, fucking retard. She out one picture of me and I'll sue you. Because that's helping. Right. Uh, sources told Daily News there were no signs of neck trauma, such as crushed windpipe on the heavyset victim. Which, you know, is very funny, man, because you're, um, like, this guy, uh, this uh, D'Amico dude, who knows who this woman is to him. But what you don't need at your house is anybody showing that type of entitlement and aggressiveness yelling at the reporters and shit because you know that it's going to make you and the city police department look bad ultimately mm-hmm. you know get off my fucking property you fucking retards like come on man just shut up this is the this is the new york's finest this is who's protecting us you know um this- Doc, don't worry because he was just sitting here i just I came in Mind my business. The fight breaker, I stop. Yes. You don't say you can put it up on me. That's all right. The I'm people that's fighting is them walk away. Are you serious? So he's talking. I guess at that point he's talking to the cops and being like, uh, "Why are y'all harassing me?" Basically, you know. Um, Saying he didn't do anything. Uh, now it's two cops. That's how it works. It's like ants. Like that's like you start fucking with cops, that shit is just like ants. If you got obviously, I what, what was the problem? Uh, it's like certain license registration. You reach out, get your license, look up two more cops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and, and they they I've been in situations like that, and they and I wasn't doing anything wrong, but they would literally pop up out a out of nowhere, and they'll scare you. You mm-hmm. be like, what the fuck? I'm like, am I a criminal? Did I do it? What did right. I you start checking, like, checking your list, like, going yeah. down a checklist of what the fuck did I do? Am I'm, I going to get shot? I'm going to look in the trunk and the, there will be a body. You know? Right. That I didn't even know was there. Take you back for what? I didn't sell anything. I did nothing. We sitting here the whole time. I'm not business. What are you talking about? Who got you to do what? Who got you to sell To To whom? This guy right here is forcibly trying to lock somebody up for breaking up a fight. So apparently there was a fight, uh, according to this witness, and then he broke it up. And this is why I don't break up fights, by the way. Like, I don't want to be involved with the police at all. I call them and tell them that it's right there, but I'm I not. won't even do that. I'm not even here for the witness shit. I honestly don't want to be involved. Like, I, it's sad to even say that, but yeah, if it's not involving me, I'm not calling the, I'm not dealing with the police on that level. Like, um, you know, just, just because, and it's not to be hostile. I'm not hostile towards police. I'm nice when I see them, but I still see them as part of the enemy. Like, I can't help it. Like, there's still this idea of, like, yeah, I never know when you're going to just decide 
fuck ride today. You know what I mean? Like I got a gun, I got a badge and you know, maybe, you know, shit gets misconstrued and now I'm going downtown. I didn't do shit wrong because they already see me as an enemy and now I have to be aware of them. It's like if you saw a hornet come in your house, you know what I mean? Like as I can't help but have some natural fear of, all right, this motherfucker can sting me. I mean, I hope they don't, but it can, you know, it can always turn on you. So yeah, you, you break up a fight and you stand on the corner and they come in there and they're like, Hey, all the, they don't want to hear what you have to say. You know, you're going downtown. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they don't want to hear what you got to say. He's trying to explain to him, you know, and I'm assuming they didn't start recording until it escalated, but he's trying to explain to him like, Hey, it was a fight. Those people left. I'm the only one here. Why I didn't do anything. And it's like, fuck that. You going downtown. I did not sell nothing because every time you see me, you want to harass me, you want to stop me, you want to sell a cigarette. I'm minding my business officer. Yeah, and, they, and that's the thing, too, that um, they were saying he was illegally selling cigarettes, basically Lucy's. Um, they don't always follow that money, dog. <laughs> like that tax-free money, they coming for your ass, you know, whether it's just selling a cigarette at a time. I'm minding my business. Please just leave me alone. I told you the last time. Please just leave me alone. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. So now there's like seven police officers. Um, he's obviously in an agitated state, and um, you know they go to put their cuffs on him. He doesn't fight them or anything, but he's clearly like keeping his arms away from each other so they can't put cuffs on him. And uh, dude from the back just puts him in the headlock, and uh, they all start wrestling to the ground. And this is a big ass dude. Like this is not like all the cops look like kids compared to him. Yeah. Um, but they, you know, so, you know, even though he's not being violent, they're like, fuck that. And he's got him in some type of MMA, like, chokehold from behind, you know. And he's, like I said, not resisting as far as, like, hitting anyone or anything like that. But, you know, clearly, uh, I think if someone just ran up and jumped on top of you, you would have the similar react. Like anyone of that, like anyone would have a similar, like automatic response of like not trying to go down. And plus you're being choked now, you know, this isn't we're restraining you and putting our cuffs on you. Like, no, they're trying to make you pass out. So he's saying, I can't breathe. There's people on top of him. There's, you know, five or six people on top of him, by the way, not one or two. Um, and even though he's saying he can't breathe, there, no one's letting up. No one's stopping. It doesn't matter. I'm sorry, Ken, what'd you I say? I say because to them it does not matter. Yeah, they, until they get the cuffs on them, they don't give a fuck. Once again, police beating up on people. Back up. Back up and get on that step. Okay, back up. All he did was break up a fight. And this is what happens for breaking up a fight. This is crazy. And at that point, hadn't moved, hadn't said a word since. 
um told him he couldn't breathe you know uh probably was experiencing some sort of uh trauma and uh they didn't give a fuck you know like mm-hmm. um so uh either way uh, police commissioner bill bratton was irate after getting a look at the video from thursday afternoon um the investigation will determine in part whether cops are justified in decision to jump garner and one source indicated they were not well you know that's the thing about these sources dog None of this shit counts till it's on the record. Right. Everybody got an opinion. Look at the Zimmerman shit. They shouldn't have gone out the car, blah, blah, blah. You go to trial, motherfucker gets off. Uh, it, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if nobody does any time. Nobody gets in any trouble. Mm-hmm. And everybody's on the street and policing more people uh, w- within a year or whatever. Right. Possibly less than that. Tactically, very little was done right. The source said the first two cops, Pentelio and D'Amico, um, didn't engage Garner. They appeared to know him. Do something to put him at ease. A sergeant caught standing nearby in the video could be nailed for failure to supervise, the source said. Garner's devastated wife, Esau, collapsed in the arms of her family with a piercing well Saturday at a Harlem rally organized organized by Reverend Al Sharpton. So you already know white people are going to be mad because his name is invoked. Right. But, uh, you know, because it's like we're sick of seeing Al Sharpton. But you know who's sick of seeing Al Sharpton? I'm sick of seeing Al Sharpton. Cause there's always some shit going down and then, right. you know, like if, if shit wasn't going down, you wouldn't have to see him. You sure wouldn't. He yeah. wouldn't be showing up on the scene. Yeah. I'd love for Al Sharpton to ne- for the rest of his life to be like, I never had to host another rally over a dead, a tragic black person dying. Right. That I would, love that, it. That would make, that would make me happy for the fact that he didn't have to show up because people were treating people right. Yeah. Uh, the widow, along with Garner's mother, daughter, and sister, sobbed loudly as Sharpton demanded justice for the family and the late father of six. There's no justification at all in this chokehold, and there's clearly no reason when a man is saying, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, that you maintain this chokehold. Mayor de Blasio spoke on the phone with Esau Garner and the dead man's mother, Gwen Carr, at the spokeswoman, a spokeswoman said, Mayor de Blasio called Garner's wife and mother Saturday morning to offer his condolences. He reassured the family that the city is doing everything possible to ensure a full and thorough investigation. A funeral for Garner was set um, for Wednesday at Bethel Baptist Church in Brooklyn. I mean, honestly, dog, like, it's on video. What the fuck is it to, like, what else is there? You know what I mean? Like, what's the, what's the investigation going to consist of? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we going to do a full investigation? Of what? What's left? It don't matter. <laughs> um, the first video obtained by the Daily News captured Garner complaining that he couldn't breathe as Pantaleo applied to chokehold and other cops take him to the ground. Cops were investigating whether Garner was illegally selling Lucy's untaxed single cigarettes. Um, he had three full packs of cigarettes and one open pack of untaxed smokes when police uh, approached him. At a Staten Island rally uh, attended by 500 people Saturday afternoon, Garner system said the minor transgression hardly justified police response. Many people that own stores sell legal, illegal cigarettes, said Alicia Flag. They'll lose their license, not their lives. Garner's rap shoot includes 31 address dating back to when he was age 16. Yeah, that's going to be the next stage is uh, the criminalization of him. Mm-hmm. Like regardless of how I, this isolated incident mm-hmm. looks for the next however many weeks, it's going to be Fox News. It's going to be uh, MSNBC mm-hmm. and CNN bringing on people to explain to you why this guy is a criminal and this is just bound to happen. Like, right. And why he deserved to die. Yeah. Like it's always, it, it'll, it will, that will happen, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, they're going to talk about his marriage and talk about how many of his kids are actually with his wife. Like 
all this shit is gonna come up you know it's it's gonna be like oh there's pictures of him and his wife together but did you know one of the charges was that uh domestic violence or something like that you know to make it seem like well he just had it coming someone needed to kill this man you know police did us a favor you know that that's the next stage yeah man. you get into that one less nigga mentality honestly yeah like it's uh and it's sad to know the stages because we've seen them so fucking far like we've seen them so often at this point uh i, I expect nothing less than a you know uh well well what was he doing wrong you know right. well that's why you don't sell loose cigarettes because you don't want to die like that's the penalty the death penalty is what you think selling loose cigarettes should do okay all right um we also have uh some uh less more trivial news uh apparently um there's a rumor that kanye west allegedly keeps track of kim kardashian via gps where does he put it in her phone it's an app she needs to check in throughout the day oh is it kanye west app yeah she got her own app <laughs> he got his <laughs> right his app is uh just for one person her and she has to check in uh apparently radar She's online the one got log in i guess so radar online says kim is getting fed up with the antics and feels trapped kim feels trapped the source uh told the site exclusively uh we should do not have control over her Wait. She does not have control over her own life anymore and has become extremely frustrated. Kanye wants to play manager, publicist, and agent in her life. She is getting tired of all this. The source says she wants to be a good mother and a good wife and it's becoming really hard for her. So, yeah. That Kim, the Kim Kardashian, uh, that, that tracking app. Mm-hmm. Check in, Kim. What are you doing? You fucking Ray J? Yes or no? Yeah, <laughs> he better put that shit on sale. That shit will sell like hotcakes. You, you know, your oh, ass people. I actually forgot to bring up one more thing about that Gardner thing. Um, there were so many people online that were like fighting about the shit. Where it was like, see, black women, we support y'all, black men, and y'all don't support us. And that, yo, that man is dead. Right. Like, is like I'm not saying that there's never a time or whatever the fuck, but like. In the aftermath of that, like, what, like, is that the time? Is that, like, appropriate, like, to get a point in the in the online fight of, you know, men versus women, specifically black men versus women in the gender war? Is this, like, I guess you just got to score where you can? Because, I, like, I just see a tragedy the same way I see a tragedy when a black woman dies. Right. And, and honestly, you know, I don't even understand the the concept or the idea of measuring how many people are on my quote unquote side of a tragedy like that? Um, because t- to me, that kind of shit doesn't have sides. Like, no, it does not. You know what I mean? I don't go, well, I was sad when this thing happened and now I'm sad when now you're not sad enough when this thing happened to someone like me. Like, I don't know, man, but I guess it's, I'm just built different. I don't I also don't care when white people don't care about shit, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, if, if, if I, I never sit around and go, um, hey, uh, why, did you notice that white people cared about this? But I cared about this thing white people care about. I'm not doing it to, 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 to balance out the equation. Mm-mm. You know, um, I think, um, it's, it was just so complex because people were saying, well, when we talk about street harassment, 
some black men don't support us and da da but we support y'all when black men die and it's like right but are those the same guys no you're talking you know? about two different group of people and and this is just me and just the way i view it we live in a society where everything has got to have size and everything has got to have a line drawn and everything has got to be at the end of the day, ball back to you. Like somebody died, but instead of talking about the incident at hand, you, you, you reroute it back to you. You reroute it back to your issues. You reroute it back to your stances versus talking about the real issue at hand. Because at the end of the day, these motherfucking imaginary points that people are marking out here don't mean the goddamn thing. And 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 mm-hmm. that shit just I don't know because I'm not into the point game I'm not into the male versus female game I'm into the righteous of whichever side and the justice of whoever it is it's not about male it's not about female it's about doing what's right in my mind and so many people get this bias when it comes to I'm only fighting for men's issues or I'm only fighting for women's issues and a lot of times when people get into these debates they bring baggage their own personal baggage to these debates and they kind of project it out in these ridiculous dumbass arguments yeah like i yeah i think a lot of it tracks back to like their personal lives right. and shit that they're having you know and you know if you're and i understand if you're fighting somebody uh and and trying to make them understand your point of view which a lot of this is it's mm-hmm. just like hey listen this sex, this street harassment shit happens to me and there's a lot of brothers that are cold to it you know what i mean like they just don't care Mm-hmm. or or their arguments online or they argue with these women online some of the troll dudes right and honestly man like i don't know what percentage of men the troll dudes represent but they're obviously the loudest yes they're and the most vocal yeah and they want to be involved in the fight and they want to take these women right. down but it's just so sad because now everything's in play for these for these you know the the gender war this the the gender game where we can score a point and you know, it's just like that, that just does, it feels icky to be like, um, oh, this dude died. Now I can make my point about street harassment or right. this, you know, uh, you know, this dude died and now y'all know what it feels like. And, you know, I think, and not in the other way too, there were some dudes that I saw out there that were like, this is why we don't want women calling the police on black men for street harassment. Cause look what the police going to do. They're going to kill us. It's like, you know, that dude's also fucked up to, yes. to think that, well, we just got to do it. Right. Because if can't... you do anything to us, we're going to die. It's your fault. You killing black men by, by ending, by telling us to behave. You're ending, you're ending, uh, you're killing our lives. You're ending our lives. Which is just the most dumbest, most ridiculous ass shit. And it, and everybody wants to be in it to the extreme when the average person is reasonable and rational and not on either extreme yeah i know um uh friend of the show feminist that jones is doing this thing where uh this you okay sis hashtag where uh men can like help like the good men quote unquote you know the bystanders or the people that don't participate in this shit can kind of help women out by being like you okay sis when these men are like street harassing them or you know being inappropriate or whatever and then like maybe the presence of a man who's not involved in that situation will help you know ease everything um which you know i understand i like it was funny uh ironically in charlotte we drive a lot um Mm -hmm. i don't go downtown but maybe once a week or something where and that's where most people walk you know right and they use the transit and the light rails and shit so i don't see street harassment Mm -mm. like maybe 
I, hardly ever like yeah literally. but i do know it exists but yeah yeah i don't fight against it i don't tell these people what their experience is i believe in it i do too i absolutely have seen it before yes it's just been a while since i've seen it in person or whatever um but you know like theoretically um i liked her point of you know maybe saying something or uh kind of appearing to be with this woman or you know someone because because a lot of these dudes don't do it in front of other dudes like so like if i'm with karen even if they're looking at karen they won't say shit to karen most times because it's like well i don't want to have to deal with that guy you know and you know challenge his manhood now we got to have a fight and all this shit so um but if a woman's by herself then it's like why not so if you can kind of have the appearance that you care concern or with this woman maybe it can kind of deflect some of the you know uh some of the attention that she's getting and move it off of her right and 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 it's sad but a lot of times it does you don't even have to be dating a dude or anything like that another and it's sad though and and this was fucking infuriating being a woman why does another man's presence make you do what you're supposed to motherfucking do as far as leave me the hell alone if i don't want to be bothered with you why don't i have the right to walk and go about where i please why does another man's dick have to be there before you go oh i shouldn't fuck with her yeah honestly like yeah i agree i mean you know in the perfect world that's how it would work so um uh the other day i was going to wing night which is downtown i get out my car and um you know and when i when i was parking i noticed there was this fine ass black woman going to the mailbox i didn't say anything to her i wasn't like stalking her or no shit mm-hmm. just noted like god mm-hmm. damn she bad you know right. and she was on the phone on her cell phone she was walking to and i was and i was like wondering why why where she was walking she was walking towards a group of guys that were like skateboarding and shit and like one of them was like a mexican dude and he was skateboarding and she like walked by him and he tried to say something to her i don't know i was in the car i couldn't hear it so i don't know if it was appropriate or inappropriate or whatever but she just stayed on the phone and kept walking you know didn't break stride didn't stop mm-hmm. to talk to him um and about this time i was able to get out of my car after she had passed that dude then there were some more dudes kind of like halfway down the block like maybe um imagine maybe 50 yards a half a football field length away from me um and so she walked by them and then i heard i could hear those dudes at least one of them be like hey girl you know and all this shit Mm -hmm. Um, but I could only hear him because he was being real loud, you know, right. like, like hey, hey, girl, you know, hey, you need to stop. Well, let me talk to you then. You know, she's just like, and who knows if she's really on the phone or not. I'm assuming she's on the phone. Oh, I've, I've done as, that before. You know, as you, a deterrence. Yeah, not just that, but almost as a record. Like, right. The per- hey, if something happens to me, the person was on the phone with me and they can help, you know, or they can call the police or mm-hmm. whatever, because you just never know. And she probably goes to that mailbox all the time. She probably lives over there. Like, right. you know, she probably know when I, I go, when I walk to this mailbox, I'm going to have to deal with this bullshit. Let me pretend to be on the phone. Right. Like this ain't, to me, it seemed like a plan. Like I have to deal with this shit, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um. You know, I so I was thinking to myself like, oh, I can do that. You okay, sis? Shit, but I'm so far away. It would have been like, you okay, sis? You know what I mean? Like, I don't even know if anyone would have understood me. She was mm-hmm. definitely trying to avoid that male attention at the time, right. and I felt like, damn, would I just, you know, I look like these niggas? Like, I'm wearing jogging pants, 
t-shirt right. not tucked in and she might not contend between you or the other people and she would assume that you're trying to holler at her also yeah and i was like right. would i be adding to the problem yelling at her like these guys are yelling at her from so far away even if i'm trying to say something positive does she even have time to like denote between the two um you know types of cat calls quote unquote that she's getting the hey you okay sis hat cat call cat call and the hey girl let me see that ass cat call you know and I, they weren't saying let me see that ass but whatever you but know yeah, the, I understand. the they were definitely tr- trying to you know be more like uh sexual like try to holler at her and um so i just didn't know what to do like i i stopped and looked over there um and you know what i noticed is that it was probably like three dudes they were all skateboarding younger dudes and to them i think what it really is is a power trip Mm -hmm. like i think a lot of people think it's about sex and it's Mm -hmm. about what she has on Mm -hmm. i think Mm -hmm. honestly it's a power trip yep and it's also a way for heterosexual males to identify their to have approval over their sexuality like they would like to get that co-signed by their friends of yes that girl is attractive yes that is you are straight high five your sex your sex drive has been validated at this point and that element of it is not really being discussed very often because you know that that there's you know the kind of guys that are engaging in this aren't talking about it you know but it's the, to me it's the same mentality of guys that are like hey we want to run a train on this girl you want to get involved you want to be down and i've always been the guy like nope you know um when I was in high school, being a little bit of an outcast, a little bit of a nerd, uh, you know, uh, up until like my last couple of years of high school, I think that kind of shit helped because I d- didn't need the validation of my peers to that point where I needed them to approve of my sexual desires. Like, hey, this right. girl is attractive. Can you like agree with me that she's attractive? Yes. Okay, cool. Cause that's why I was talking about she got a big old booty. When she come out, I'm gonna say right. she got a big booty. Like, like you have to prove that you're not gay. Yeah, yeah. I, I I do think that's a huge part of it. Um but yeah, man, I just you know, was thinking about it, like, damn man, like how like I don't know what that there's any easy solution. I don't know it's that not. that solution works for everybody. Cause I I waited till like two in the morning to kind of tweet about it. I was just thinking about it. And a lot of people were like, you know, responding and shit. Cause, and like I said, I don't really talk about this. I hadn't been talking about it on purpose because I don't want to fight. Like, way too many people, people are emotionally invested in this mm-hmm. for anyone to have a, you know, hey, I, this is how I feel about it. And I'm not really, you know, fighting against anybody, but you know, I, I wanted to try that technique and I could, in that moment, like theoretically online, it made sense. And then in the moment, I was like, that doesn't make sense for me in this situation. Like, right. I'm not saying it doesn't work for anybody. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying in that moment, I started thinking like, damn, I'm going to add to this woman's uh, fear right now. Right. And, 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 and the thing about it is that everybody has their own level of what's considered harassment and a woman's definition of harassment and a man's definition of what harassing her is a lot of times don't always align. Yeah. And I think that that becomes an issue. Anytime that woman is uncomfortable to me, that's considered harassment, but dudes wouldn't consider that. Well, well, I mean also like in this case, Cause a lot of guys go that, but that's because they have a different scenario in their mind. I'm telling you the exact scenario that happened. Mm-hmm. And I don't see how any logical man would not feel that it's harassing. Right. 
she's on the phone she's walking past you not making eye contact mm-hmm. you're in a group and you're yelling out hey girl at the top of your lung over and over as she ignores you she obviously heard that nigga and was like i don't want to engage you're harassing her right like i I can't imagine a scenario where a reasonable person could see what i saw and go that's not harassment yeah sadly the debate has gone so fucking far that people were like congratulating me and patting me on the back some of them Cause they were just like, I'm just glad you saw it and you didn't try to fight it and you didn't say that that's not really harassment and what's the difference and you didn't ask a bunch okay. of, like you understood that that's a fearful situation. You know, it's, it is, um, a lot like what, um, I remember on the show, I compared it to like, you know, how, how black men sometimes how we feel around the police where, you know, uh, if a police officer, like if I see a police officer, I'd much rather them walk the fuck by. Right. Then even if they're trying to be friendly to stop me and engage me anyway, because I'm like, how is this gonna go bad? How is this gonna go bad? What are they gonna do to me? I guarantee you, to some extent, that's how women feel. Like, what the fuck is this person gonna do to me? Why, you know, what is the scenario like that I'm gonna end up in where I'm in a helpless situation? Right. So to me, seeing it, I could not possibly imagine any situation where what was happening right there could be viewed as not harassment. You know, this wasn't a guy smoothly stepping up to a woman in a restaurant or some Mm -hmm. shit. This wasn't like a guy going, Hey, like legitimately like, Hey, how are you doing? How's your day going? Mm -hmm. This wasn't that this was a girl. Hey, 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 Oh no. Like it was that. It's obviously that she does not want this attention, but you just determined you're going to give it to her anyway. And it's just one of those things where, and it was so, like you say, because we don't really have a, a walking culture. I mean, a, yeah, walking culture, especially if you live on like, well, we live the outskirts of the city. We don't really live in the inner city. Mm -hmm. I've been literally driving in my car. And sometimes, and I fuck around. I'm like, you know, it's pretty. I roll my windows down. I have to roll them bitches right on back up because as soon as I roll them down, because I want to feel the breeze of the air, I'm riding down the street. Is hey girl, hey, I'm like nigga, you walking? I'm riding my car. Why would fuck would I stop my car to holler at you? Yeah, I don't know why anyone who has ever cared about or loved a woman, and I don't mean that like necessarily sexual. You know what I mean, like. As a friend, as a sister, as your mother, I don't see how any man can view that shit as not threatening and harassing. Like, you wouldn't be concerned for your sister's safety if a group of niggas were yelling at her while she's on the phone walking to the mailbox. Like, no part of you, like, tightens up and wants to fight right there because that I do. You know what I mean? Like, I would... When I just think about shit like that, when Karen comes home and tells me, like, I was at the gas station and some dude was standing real, real close to me and saying, like, my, I'm like, I wish I was fucking there. Cause if he did the shit, I would take him out of this world. And that is, like, I don't understand how you don't have that reflex inside of you. And then you can't flip it 180 and go, and that's why the fuck it's wrong and it's harassing and, people shouldn't feel that way you know right and i remember listening to where's my 40 acres and brandon said it like this and and it i've never had it explained like this before i think brandon said he got a brand new pair of shoes brand new pair of jordans and he, mm. he had them on and he went outside and he was saying while he was walking he kept saying people kept dudes kept asking him about his jordans right yeah. and he was saying that that's kind of how a woman feels because it's like 
you just walking but when it actually but he said when they actually about your shoes his shoes immediately you're like well motherfucker are you gonna rob me you know like that's how a woman constantly feels you don't know what kind of response are you gonna rob me are you gonna tell me they look nice are you gonna harass me like you constantly on edge until you get home and for a woman it's like that every day from the time you get up to the time you come home and sometimes even in your own house you know it's one of those things where you don't know what you're going to get and a lot of women have have made tactics that they use some people use headphones and niggas are rude sometimes people will pull them out your ear or or or, or, or and shit like that to try to get you to respond it's like they're gonna get a response out of you and and then if it's if it's an a girl a you keep walking then you you got to walk you got to hit them calling you bitches and whores and you continue to walk down the street mm-hmm. because their their poor pride is devastated because you didn't want to talk to them yeah i know you heard me and all this shit so yeah i know personally i get like upset when you know it just hearing about like oh this happened to my wife like i you know i want to fight a motherfucker over that shit so why would i think that there has no effect on women or it's just part of being a woman and that's it like you know it's it's obvious you know to me anyway it's obvious what that you know um it's it's a deterrent and it's a negative thing to women in general Mm -hmm. um and you know I don't want to see it happen, but at the same time, I don't know what the right solution is. Cause like I said, me to a stranger woman going, you okay, sis, might also make her feel like, oh, now this nigga, this another way that, that now he's adding to my shit, you yeah, know? Because in her mind, and I know me, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Right. Yeah. I, she doesn't know me. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? She <laughs> like, doesn't that's, have a personal relationship with you. So how does she know that you're there for her safety? Yeah, and so that was the other thing I thought because somebody was like, because people were giving like their ideas too, um, and you know every situation is fluid. But some people were like, well, why don't you you know talk to the guys? And I was like, well, that's the other thing. They're in groups normally, and the reason right. that that what what a lot of men are afraid to say is they're intimidated by those groups too. Right. They don't want to fight those groups too. If the groups, it's like bullies in high school. If those groups just changed. And started being like, we're not going to now try to holler at women. We're just going to pick on every man that comes down the street. And you, if you like someone should do that social experiment, someone record that instead of street harassing, you take the same three dudes. And now every man that walks down the street, they don't try to sexually talk to them. They just go, Oh, look at this, this nigga with these glasses. Oh, fuck you, nigga. What you going to do, bitch? 99% of those men will keep walking by just the same way that women keep walking. Right, because you don't want to fight three dudes. It's just you don't want problems. And right. they And it's a power trip for them because they know the majority of people don't want a problem. And that's, like, the huge part of this, which is, you know, I think men like to be like, oh, I would kill them niggas to talk to me like mm-hmm. that. But, honestly, most dudes want, like, like if you step to those guys – you're not normally going to be at, like, you don't want to deal with the ignorance of talking to them either, it, which is, you know, uh, what you're relying on. Sadly, the unspoken contract in society is that they won't take it too far with the woman. That is really what you're hoping. Right. It's like, I like society is based on the fact is basing all this shit on the fact that they'll see a woman by herself. They may call her a name. They may do whatever, but hopefully they won't take it too far. They won't, you know, try to uh physically assault her they won't try to sexually assault her the whole like this tenuous you know uh line that we're all walking on is just 
well, better a woman than me because if a guy steps to him, then they see it as a challenge to their manhood. And now I got to fight these niggas because right. I was trying to help. You know what I mean? Right. And ultimately what lessons is learned if I get my ass kicked behind this? Not much, you know, because like it, it all depends on how you step to them and shit too. But some guys will be trying to hear it. Some dudes won't, you know, some dudes you might be able to be like, come on, brothers. Can we just chill out? Some of them might be like, you're right, man. My bad. You know, I have a friend that, uh, white dude, by the way, um, for y'all getting these stereotypes. I have a friend who, uh, when women are walking around a track at the YMCA, if, if, like, if you're, if, like, sometimes you'll see a woman, you're like, damn, she bad. You know, dudes do that all the time. You hang out with your boy, you're like, oh man, look at her. She's bad. But that's it. You don't stare her down. You don't right. talk, try to go up there and talk to her. None of that shit. These women are on the track above the basketball court, a good 35, 40 feet in the mm-hmm. air. This dude will be like, hey, girl, hey, up <gasps> there to the walking. court. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, he's a, normally surrounded by a couple black people and he's yelling this shit. And I've told him more than once, like, dude, don't ever do that shit around me. Because because uh, I know one is his insecurity. He wants me to be like, oh, man, you the man, dog. You try to holler at that girl. And I said she looked good. To, you know so that's one thing um two it to me it's almost like he's stereotypically doing a impersonation of what he thinks black men do right and and you and they'll accuse y'all of doing it when it wasn't any of y'all for the fact that he's in the midst of the group and right. they can't tell the difference right so i told him don't do that shit around me and honestly man it rolls off his back like water off a duck like now, if I see a girl looking good, I just don't even walk. I don't go over there towards him. I will let him sit by himself because it's ignorant. You know what I mean? Right. And I've had more than one conversation of, dude, this is ignorant. It's fucking stupid. It's embarrassing. You're embarrassing yourself. You're embarrassing me as your friend. Don't do this. And he'll still, you know, a couple weeks pass. He won't do it. And then, like, just one day, be like, hey, girl. Hey, come down. Let me talk to you. And I'm like, what are you doing? This woman's fucking exercising, working out. She don't give a flying fuck about you. Yeah, it's and it's embarrassing. But like I said, I'm sure it's adding to that woman's stress of her day. Right. She came there to work out. She can come there to fucking, you know, holler at a dude from 40 feet away for sure. It never works. I've never seen any of these women like... Who was that yelling, hey, girl, at me earlier? Because I the, want to give them some pussy. The 0.5%. It's not even 0.5, Karen. It's zero. I've never seen it work for him. Well, then why the fuck they keep doing it then? I think I honestly think it's the power trip, Karen. I really think they're addicted to the power. This girl can't do shit about it. And True. I'm going to do what I want to do. True. It's a complete ego trip. True. And and the thing is, like, uh, a lot of dudes, as uh, much as they hate to admit, a lot of dudes are into their pack mentality. They're into that. We outnumber you. And they still yeah, power. numbers. It's power. It's and like I said, in this case, it's not even unity in numbers. None of us are okay with it. No. He was just doing it to show out, like, look, y'all will be impressed. And we're like, no, we're not. Well, uh, I'm going to keep doing it. It's like, well, now what are you? And, like, he only kept doing it out of some misplaced idea of, like, well, you were testing my manhood by telling me not to do it. Like, so, yeah, man, that, you know, it was just that weird situation, man, because it, it was very, like, a lot to process in a very short time and it was all over in like five seconds because then she took a very long around the way route to avoid walking by those dudes mm-hmm. um I've even done, though that's where she came from i've done that too I've, yeah i I've mean going I, out my way sometimes yeah i saw it and i was just like you know uh 
I, you know, feel impotent in that moment. It's like, what can I do to help here? And there's really not shit you can do at that mm-hmm. moment. Um, and I don't know what the solution is, but yeah, I've, I've done it where I've, uh, gone out my way. I've, you know, come down and if, if shit don't look right, I would roll out, go, go, go do something and come back just so I don't have to deal with getting out of the vehicle or especially if you're not home, you know, getting out of the vehicle and just don't knowing what I'm going to deal with. The average person is not going to bother you, but I don't know. And I don't want to take the chance of my safety. Yeah. And it was one of those things where I, I just sat back like, you know, I wish I had a solution, you know, but I don't have one. And, you know, I don't know what to do. So, but yeah, the fact is the I think that guys fighting against that made a lot of people lose track that um there's a lot of guys out here that aren't fighting against that shit. Mm-mm. Um, And maybe they're silent. Maybe they're not That's trying to thing. join in on this war or whatever. Yeah, maybe they, silent, yeah. maybe they don't think your solution is the best, but to see people trying to score points off of a black man dying is, is crazy. It's terrible to me, man. And both ways, I think it's bad for the guys going around saying this, why you shouldn't call police on street harassers. And I also think it's bad for the people that are saying this is why, you know, look at us. We're on your side and you're never on ours. Like, it's just terrible, man. Like it's sad to see people wake up with that much pain every day and argue all day, right? You know, along gender lines. Um, all right, gotta play our games, guys. Um, didn't even think that was gonna get that serious. I totally forgot about that. Um, just fucking with those black people we're just fucking with those blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys it's time to play the game that i hate and you all hate but you kind of have to do it we're going to talk about fucking with black people where we grade things from zero to a hundred on intervals of 25 for fucking with us well we read them first up straight out of compton <laughs> Apparently, they're doing a straight-out-of-Compton movie or some shit mm-hmm. that I won't be watching. Universal's pi- Universal Pictures is hard at work on the film Straight Out of compton an NWA biopic set for a release next year. The movie is happening with the cooperation of heavyweights like Ice Cube and Dr. Dre. Here's Why isn't this straight to VH1? Here's a casting call. Right, that's what I was like. We, oh, so we make, uh, when you said Universal Pictures, I said, oh, we're making a real movie. Here's a casting call for the film that went out yesterday. The casting call was posted yesterday by Sandy Alisi Cast Sandy Alisi Casting, an agency that has posted several casting notices for the film. SAG or non-union casting notices for female all ethnicities from the late 80s shoots on straight on out of Compton shoot date to be determined. We are pulling photos for the director of featured extras. Very important. You must live in the Los Angeles area. Orange County is fine, too, to work on this show. Do not submit if you live out of the area. Nobody is going to be flying into L.A. to do extra work on this show, and don't tell me you are willing to fly in. SAG or non-union females, please see below for a specific breakdown. Do not email in for more than one category. A-girls, they are the hottest of the hottest. Models. You should have not arrested A-girls. <laughs> right. A-girl. Uh, models must have real hair. No extensions. <laughs> Not real hell. Very classy looking, looking. Great bodies. 
you can be black white asian hispanic middle eastern or mixed race too ages 18 to 30 please email a current color photo your name union status height weight age city and in which you live and phone number to sandalisi casting at gmail subject line should read a girls b girls these are fine girls long natural hair really nice bodies small waist nice hips you must be light-skinned beyonce is a prototype here 18 to 30 please email a current color photo your name union status height weight age city in which you live in blah 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 blah. should read b girls c girls c girls these are african-american girls medium to light-skinned with a weave 18 to 30 please email a current color photo blah 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 blah, blah. c girls d girls <laughs> these are african-american girls poor not in good shape medium to dark skin tone not poor not in good shape character types 18 to 30 please email blah 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 d girls um so yeah uh what do you think about that karen <laughs> zero to a hundred um since it is nwa mm-hmm. and there's being specific about what they want mm-hmm. um i know it sounds funny but i don't be i don't feel fucked with it because they were specific about what they wanted and their characteristics about what they wanted um i don't know i, I maybe that's just me um uh, because it's like you can apply or not apply yeah, I want to give it at least a 75 because of the hierarchy. Clearly, A-girls is the less black you are, the more attractive you are, basically. Uh, oh, I a to D. I like that. D is like the black, yo black ass. <laughs> I didn't think of it like that. Black ass, black women apply to D. C, <laughs> black women, but if you kind of skinny. You can and you weed oh, okay. up. Okay, and B is Beyonce. Yeah, B is Beyonce. You need to be light skinned, and A is everything but black as long as it looks something mixed with something. Oh, it's well. Then why didn't they just open it up and just say anybody can apply and then do their own division however they want to behind the scenes? Because they're racist. That's why they a hundred, a hundred, a hundred. Because it's. Cause it's racist, Karen. That's why. Yes, it is. Oh, racist my people bad. don't be thinking they're like racism my for experience. Bad. Yeah, casting call for NWA is racist, man. Yes, it is. A uh, hundred for me, Karen gives it a zero. <laughs> I changed my mind. Oh, can what do you? Can I your? change my vote? Of course you can. What are you changing to? <laughs> I give it a hundred too, just for the fact that I didn't even, I wasn't even thinking about the way you said it, but that just makes sense. It's almost like. The more out of shape you are, the lower your letter. Yeah. The, the and you more, have to be black at that level, by the way. Right. You right. can't be an out of shape. Uh, you can't be an out of shape uh, girl who's mixed uh, ethnicities. You got to be black. And you, you need to also have weave and shit. Like, come on, man. Yes, I changed my vote. My bad. <laughs> I, I wouldn't fuck with that. I was like, wait a minute. This is, it was one, I was like, wait a minute. They do got levels to this. Um, Hold up talked about this a little earlier fox news has detected a grave injustice in the television industry earlier this week news 12 new jersey suspended staff reporter sean burgeon for veering off in the middle of a news broadcast about the murder of a jersey city police officer into a disquisition blaming violent crime on fatherless black men fox has since covered the burgeon story on at least six different segments across five separate shows including the o'reilly report and hannity 
isn't is not the O'Reilly factor anymore. And in a column published today, Lachetto's dedicated media critic, former CNN anchor Howard Kurtz, highlighted Bergen's brave stance against PC culture. By saying the underlying cause for all of this is young black men from fatherless families, he cast each one as a potential criminal, Kurtz writes. But it also took courage to say that Sean, what Sean Bergen did, he spoke with great emotion about the death of a policeman. <laughs> so, okay. All right. So we were talking about Mr. Garner dying and I said, all cops kill black people or some shit or had a potential to kill black people. Um, I feel like I wouldn't be called brave by Fox news at all. And I wouldn't get the, he spoke passionately about speaking about a black man thing. That's my belief. What did Bergen say? Exactly. The reporter went on air Monday to address news 12's decision to interview the widow of the officer's alleged murderer, Lawrence Campbell, who was killed during the Sunday shootout at a local Walgreens. Campbell's widow told the station that her husband should have taken more police officers with him and that all they care about is the officer. Here's Bergen's response to viewer complaints about the interview. Um, now, why you go in interview, this is another, you know, why the fuck is this on the news type of thing? Right. Her husband just died. Why are you going to interview her in an emotional state like that, what is the relevance? People don't give a fuck about your pain. They just want your, they just want your pain to be recorded so they can have something to say. While she's obviously wrong about, you know, he need to kill all the cops. I mean, that's fucked up. Right. She's also just experienced a traumatic loss in her life. And lastly, um, that, <laughs> like, what were you hoping to get from the story? Like, do you, this sounds like you were hoping to get her reaction of something like this. Like, mm-hmm. what, what the fuck could the possible point of that story been? Other than to get something salacious said by her. Man, it's, yeah, this is, this is fucked up, man. Uh, okay. And then she's right. They do only care about the officer. Like the only reason they're interviewing him is because interviewing her is because her husband killed a police officer and now he's dead. Right. And like, aha, you finally got the last laugh. What you got to say? I think I have the live report. Now it's worth part. noting that we were besieged, flooded with calls from police officers furious that we would give media coverage to the wife of a cop killer. It's understandable. We decided to air it because it's important to shine a light on this anti-cop mentality that has so contaminated America's inner cities. This same sick, perverse line of thinking is evident from Jersey City to Newark and Patterson to Trenton. It has made the police officer's job impossible, and it has got to stop. The underlying cause for all of this, of course, now young black men growing up without fathers. Unfortunately, no one in the news media has the courage to touch that subject. Yeah, and uh, apparently his courage got him... um you know, got him in a little bit of trouble. Um, Wonder why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Burden even tacked on a bit of half-baked media criticism, saying no one had the courage to touch the subject. Shortly after, News 12 suspended the reporter and later assigned him to a part-time duty. And instead of licking his wounds, he promptly quit and went straight to Fox News, where he landed favorable interviews with Megyn Kelly and John Hannity. During the Letters radio show, Bergen cat then the latter's radio show, Sean Handy, 
Bergen casts additional blame on decades of liberal social welfare programs that have incentivized the practice of single motherhood. Because you know how single mothers, they, they be balling, son. You know. Right. You know, you see these single mothers out here like, how did you get that motherfucking Maybach? On Wednesday, Bill O'Reilly complained that News 12 humiliated Bergen by suspending him because all white men have a right to a job. Apparently. In the same segment, Kurt, sitting next to his former business partner, Lauren Ashburn, argued that News 12 should have seized the moment by leveraging Bergen's insight into the pathology of black people. Curse repeated his thought in today's columns because, you know, we need to be examined some more, guys. Right. Sure, Don Lemon agrees. As I told Bill O'Reilly, imagine if the station had suspended him for a couple days for breaking the rules, then seized the moment by assigning him a three-part series on the roots of urban crime, fatherless families, and racial animosity towards the police. Why do you think he would qualify for that if this was something that you were going to cover? Not just to mention, I mean, this is the same industry that pretty much kept Rhonda a... um, uh, they they kept the meteorologist Rhonda who who was like I'm going to keep my uh, Rhonda A. Lee who was like mm-hmm. I'm going to keep my natural hair as a black woman kept her out of a job for three years because right she wanted to have black hair but but now it's time to examine black pathology and fatherlessness and all this shit now let's look into it right and and while that you know what we really mean is cast dispersion and blame and speculation we're not going to actually look at this real statistical data no. because anything that would confirm that hey actually there's a lot of black fathers that are still in their children's lives even with high incarceration rates even with all this shit there's still a lot of them that are finding a way to be in their kids lives right there's still is is anything that can paint our culture as less than they're still they're going to do that you know what i mean like there's and not to mention i still don't know any person that advocates not taking care of your kids right who are these people there's no black white green yellow i haven't met the person that's like don't take care of your kids man whatever you do don't take care of your kids um the the anchor now seems to agree with bergen's central point that the anti-cop mentality that has so contaminated americans in the cities and the media's ongoing effort to silence discussion about the irresponsible black people who did it um um, is is no wonder that Kurtz arrives at a tautological conclusion that things would be totally different if Bergen hadn't cast fatherless black men as cop killers. The debate over this touchy subject is better carried out by analysis and commentators, not reporters popping off. He writes, but I doubt News Twelve would have dumped Bergen if he edit if he editorialized on some less controversial subject. They might have. You don't know that. Right. Because uh, they don't want no issues either. Right. Number two, um, he quit. He didn't get dumped. Mm-mm. They put him on part-time. They'll probably bring him back. His fucking pride was too too, hard, too much. Right. Said, let me run to Fox News and all this shit. This is a peculiar thought experiment. We can see how unreasonable it was to suspend Bergen for saying something racist because if he had said something that wasn't racist, he would not have been suspended. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's so unreasonable because what if he would have said something else that wasn't racist, but he said something racist. But what if he didn't? Hmm? Why, like, why are we having this conversation, dummy? But Curse is more focused on tone than logic by framing racism as touchy and controversial. And Bergen, as the latest victim of PC culture, Curse gets to ignore the fact that he and his Fox colleagues are aligning themselves with an actual unrepentant racist. So, anyway, man, uh, 100 for that one. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's so funny now that, 
the new way of slinging uh this racism shit is how brave you are i'm a brave to say the racist shit i'm so brave y'all you're not brave me and martin luther king just oh we out here on the edge of thought just pushing the envelope (laughs) Ah! enlightening folks yeah now that it's time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time now that it's time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time that's right it's time for guess the race the number one game show going across all the podcast land where we read or play news articles from all over the globe and we have our audience who's the contestant this time guess the race and the audience is quite racist today's guest of race is brought to you by shadow dog production make sure you go on itunes and sign up to get the best of rod and karen a collection of 14 audio plays that we've done for shadow dog productions mm-hmm. and you will laugh your balls off or if you don't have balls laugh your lips off whatever you guys have down there <laughs> we you'll laugh it off it'll be off uh so make sure you guys go and uh go on itunes to search rod the best of rod and karen mm-hmm. all right Oh, they got Jazzy at the end. I ain't never heard of that deep in now. That's right. Never had a sponsor for that segment before. A Fox 6 investigation tonight on what has become a very hot topic. Parents who don't pay the child support. But not only are they not paying, they're flaunting how much money they have. Fox 6 investigator Megan Dwyer is here with more on how these guys are getting caught. And women, too. It's one thing if you can't afford to pay your child support. It's another thing altogether if you can't afford it and you just don't pay. And now social media websites like Facebook and Instagram are helping investigators prove who's skipping out and who's really just broke. Be careful, Mommy. You only have to spend a couple of minutes with Casey (laughs) to see he's something special. Now you can't kick it to me. He's the kind of kid that makes you want to have kids. Yeah. And at three years old, I'm big. He's chock full of life. Got it. Boom. It's hard to imagine what parent wouldn't want to give him the world. Here, try it again. But his own father has barely given him a dime. He paid a total of $189 in three and a half years. And that, Casey's mom says, was just to keep himself out of jail. If you do the math, John Rao has paid less than 14 cents a day since his son was born. It would be laughable if it weren't so tragic. You see, Casey has leukemia. It's a nightmare. I mean, your world just like crashes right in front of you and you don't even like have a chance to even react to it. And they just started taking them and more testing and this and that. And then we were stuck in the hospital for weeks. For a year and a half, Casey has suffered through chemotherapy, spinal taps, and dozens of hospital stays. He even had to learn to walk again with physical therapy. And through it all, his father has not been by his side. Instead, he's been on Facebook. Here, he's showing off what he calls the new family car. Here, he brags about having tickets to a Packers game. And all of that bragging on social media is exactly why he's now facing felony charges for failing to pay child support. You see, many of his status updates talk about having a job, even starting his own business, working 14 jobs in eight hours so he can enjoy beer 30. He dodges every which way you can imagine. But he couldn't dodge us in court. He's been going through chemotherapy for a year and a half. Mm Mm-hmm. 
why have you been flashing your money and cars and proof that you actually do work on Facebook? Why put that stuff on social media but not step up for your kid? I don't have money or cars. I don't know where you see that. Where? How about the internet for all the world to see? And Rao isn't the only one. Melissa Jones got a nose job instead of paying her child support. Dora <gasps> Stewart calls himself an R&B sensation, but instead of paying for his kids, he bought a fancy new music studio. Robert Ellis has 17 kids. Kelvin Jones, 13 kids. Oh my and God. Antonio Burks has 11 kids. The one thing they all have in common, they don't pay their child support. They don't think they're going to get caught. And that's where they would be wrong. Take John McCroy as an example. He's supposed to pay 100 bucks a month to support his five-year-old little girl. He paid that once back in 2010, but since then he's been busy posting selfies oh on God. Facebook. $100 a month? What the fuck am I going to do with $100 a month with a goddamn child? That don't even cover diapers. That don't cover food. $100 ain't shit. Wow, were his selfies holding stacks of folded dollar bills. Wow. And then a video of his Cadillac on big ass pink rims oh once back in 2010 but since then he's been busy posting selfies on facebook and making music videos in his custom car i feel like if he can be out here being flashy that he can take care of our child the milwaukee county district attorney's office agrees and all of his posts on social media websites are making it easier to hold him accountable right you see it's not a crime if you can't pay child support it's a crime when you can't afford to pay and you don't pay on purpose for at least four months. I think that the most important thing that I do in my job is to weed out people who... By the way, no one ever plays this shit when we have the one dude that got hemmed up for child support that he shouldn't, you know, it's like he was trying to pay child support and got thrown in prison. Nobody ever goes through the dozens of motherfuckers that don't do it, that set up the system... To have the laws that incarcerate right. the other dude. Right. And, and, and they always blame more the towards women. the mothers. Right. It's because you have more people like this than you do dudes that are trying to step up and do the right thing. Anyway, guys, guess the race of the first guy they talked, they profiled, Jonathan Rao, uh, who only paid 14 cents a day for yeah. his child. I yeah, mean, you can't even, dude. can't even support a Somalian orphan for 14 cents a day. Like, right. That's not even a cup of coffee that they talk about. Uh, you can't even buy a stick cents. of gum. Right. Uh, chat room says this bring wigger to a whole new level <laughs> anglo avenger sad music and humanizing the child through a painful illness equals white white a black man would have got choked to death for such a heinous crime like not paying child support oh naive first guy was an angel soft white oh that's a thin lip <laughs> it says ah! delfrano i'm one of the few black packer fans i know white guy portraying black stereotype white that Caucasian has a cheese fondue fountain f for his those Packer games. White male not paying his child support to impress his black friends on the basketball court. Greedy bitch trying to hold the white man down. And <laughs> 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 That's Farger. And Leslie says, white as a stow in the Packer land. The correct uh, answer is white. That's right. <laughs> Everyone got it right. Everyone got it right. Some folks guess black. Nobody guess black. Who guess black? Let me see. Hold on. You go back through that list if you want. I didn't see nobody oh, that guessed black. Oh, my bad. Oh. Um, so. Okay. They say wigger. My bad. Yeah. So, yeah. That, 
yeah i'm gonna save this article because i'm i'm definitely be bringing this shit up later on twitter like mm-hmm, next time y'all talk about that one nigga that got arrested trying to be a good dad right what about all these people right and even got a woman goddamn nose job dog y'all had to see i'm gonna put it in chat y'all so gotta y'all, see these pics man man the dude that did his own rap video in his balling ass car right these big ass pink wheels it's hilarious while holding up stacks of money like but you can't pay no child support and then what the fuck is a hundred dollars a month i'm still stuck on that dog yeah like what yeah what I mean, that's the thing. Motherfuckers complain about some child support all the time and these bitches trying to break me. $1,200 a year ain't breaking nobody. Right. And then not only that, what they don't, what they, what they fail to realize, the nigga that they getting for a 2.5 bazillion dollars make enough where right. it's sufficient. Your broke ass, they not going to get $15,000 of your $30,000 job. It ain't the same, dog. Yep. Oh, man. So anyway, check that out um let's go to the bonus round we've been doing the show for a while okay double the points and the race double the points and the race that's right it's the bonus round against the race where everything's worth double the points double the race so far everyone's one for one let's see if they can keep the streak going uh, Massachusetts man, displeasure with customer service he received during a weekend Taco Bell run, ended up with him allegedly being shot with a BB gun by an employee of the fast food chain. Sounds like he was fast food off the chain. <laughs> Come on, guys, up top. According to the Springfield police, officers responded to a call about a possible holdup early Saturday morning, discovered a 26-year-old man banging on the restaurant's door. The man told cops he went to the drive-thru to get some tacos, but after waiting in a long line for service, he banged on the window and yelled, but nobody would help him. The customer, according to the police, became angry because he was hungry and headed from his car to the eatery to complain about the poor service. He was met at the locked front door by a Taco Bell employee, Stephen Nasca. According to the victim, Nasca, 26, shoved him and then went to his car and got a BB gun. Now, honestly, at this point... couldn't you have just gone to wendy's right i mean at this point you've gotten out of your car it's god knows when in the morning because taco bell never closes now yeah shit they do breakfast now so they might as well be goddamn 24 hours like mcdonald's if you're gonna get shot over a meal you might as well go to waffle house right the man told cops nasca pictured above then shot him several times and also struck him with the weapon before returning to the restaurant because he still had to close Right, he was he was still on the clock. I bet you they deducted that as a break. Mm-hmm. Nasca, who had bite marks on his arm, allegedly caused by a hungry customer, was hit with multiple court counts of assault and battery. Ironically, he was more healthy than eating a, bur- a burrito. Uh, he was arraigned yesterday at district court and released from custody after posting two hundred fifty dollars bail. Guess the race of Stephen. Was that his first name? Nasca. Let me make sure that's right. Um, yeah, Steven Nasca, that's correct. Let me check the chat room and see what the race is. He begged his parents all year to get that Red Rider BB gun for Christmas. You'll shoot your eye out, white kid. Aww. Star of the new TV series, Oranges Washed on My Back. Aww. Privilege versus privilege, open carry BB gun trumps uh, carry Z taco demands. 
white man who refused to take no for an answer white 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 uh pink neck white man who wanted even the nacho cheese pink toe future cop that enjoys chocos correct answer Aww. is ouch it's so soon uh he is a white man Linda Brothers missed it. That's right. You messed up. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Like, Taco Bell already kill you, but it'll kill you slow. That, right. that dude. He won't kill you fast. Yeah. Like, he's, the worst part is that he had a lot of child support. He was behind then. Right. And he wasn't paying his, uh. Like, oh, you can buy all that Taco Bell. Mm-hmm uh all right one more story um see everybody knows about this story so i'll save that one for later okay um here we go last story let's see if i can play this shoplifting suspect in southern kentucky faces more charges tonight after police say he ordered up a pizza prank to the police station Corbin police arrested 29-year-old Michael Harp yesterday, and while he was in the process of being booked, police say he asked to make a phone call. And just a little while later, a Domino's delivery driver showed up at the police station. As WKYT's Jarek Insko tells us, police were not laughing at the joke. It's our top story at 5.30. Already under arrest? I mean, it's a joke, truthfully. I mean, pizzas, come on. This is a high schooler's joke. And in trouble for shoplifting and public intoxication. I'm, I'm not the guilty one on this. Corbin police say 29 year old Michael Harp got himself some more charges after making a prank <gasps> phone call. I'm wrongfully accused on this here. They've charged me with two felonies over this pizza deal because I had my phone inside the holding cell. Five pizzas were ordered from Domino's and delivered to the Corbin Police Department under Officer Wilson's name. Police say <gasps> that officer happens to be who arrested Harp Tuesday afternoon. Corbin police say they traced the delivery call back to Harp's phone and were able to charge him with theft by deception, theft of identity, and impersonating a police officer. Oh. But Harp claims he's not the one responsible for the joke. There was about 10 people ah! that used the phone, so it's hard to say. Like I said, I never heard anyone say a word about Domino's, pizzas, any of it. Harp says he's trying to move past this, working on getting a lawyer. I guess take it to court, see what happens. I mean... Not really too much I can do at the current moment. For now, he's behind bars facing felonies for a joke police say wasn't that funny. In Corbin, Jerrica Insko, WKYT. And Harp is expected to make bail tonight at the Whitley County Detention Center. All right, guys. That's the race. <laughs> Talk about just not knowing when to quit. Uh, Domino's, uh, yes. Uh, well, well um, hello, why are you asking? Shh, shh, shh. I would like five Actualized cheese pieces. Uh, my name is Officer Michigan. Um, yes, go ahead and send it to the police station. Hello, Domino's. Will you accept a collect call from? Right. <laughs> That's how that call. Officer is. Mitchell. It's Officer Mitchell. Please don't hang up, Officer Mitchell. <laughs> uh, Chatroom says he knows the police won't choke him for, for pranks. White. Aww. He only ordered the pizza for the cheese. Privilege provolone. He made it to the jail alive. White. Tosh Point. No. White. He didn't get beat, and he's taking it to court. He's white, y'all. Johnny Knoxville, cheese doodle. Aww. <laughs> you can you can teach that. You can't teach that kind of privilege. You got to be born with it. White gets to make a call at the station. White black says Sparger. Impersonating a person named the police officer, frat bro. White 
one who had the courage to talk about the problems blacks cause. <laughs> yeah, so courageous. A Minnesota Timberwolves starter. The correct answer is white. <laughs> Some of you missed it. So you know what that, oh wait, alright, so you know what that is. right boo and that segment was brought to you by shadow dog productions go and find rod and karen the best of rod and karen on Mm -hmm. itunes and uh support the show man by supporting our audio plays 14 hilarious audio plays um Mm -hmm. we had a good time doing them yeah somebody bought them i can't remember it was evo someone bought them and was live tweeting them the other day that was hilarious too cool yeah we had a great time doing it yeah so we we appreciate you uh you know, and just make sure you don't call any pizza pranks in if you get arrested. Um, because <laughs> they will choke you to death. They don't give a fuck. And um, charge you with a felony. Mm-hmm. It'll be your fault. Right. Uh, last thing before we get out of here, we got to talk about some sword wretchedness. Uh, Whitehall, a central Ohio man is accused of a road rage incident in which police say he pulled out a samurai sword. Uh, Oscar. Van Sheet says he honked his horn at driver Joshua Williams after Williams cut him off twice. He didn't think it would go any further until he pulled into a gas station to fill up. Van Sheet says that's when Williams followed him. They, they tussled and then Williams left and returned with the sword. He went down with the sword and went into my windshield. Williams is charged with felonious assault and vandalism and remains in jail on a hundred thousand dollar bond. Hundred thousand dollar bond. Uh, here's another one. Okay. Uh, these sore ratchet people are crazy. Tiffany Clark and Samuel Jordan both assaulted strangers in the city center in the weeks before killing Stephen Herbert. It can now be revealed. Police who investigated Mr. Herbert's death linked the pair to two separate assaults after their arrest for murder. Clark and Jordan, along with Sol Humphreys, were yesterday found guilty of Mr. Herbert's murder after a trial at Hall Crown Court. Clark, 23, was with a group of people in the city center on December 14th when they assaulted someone in a completely unprovoked attack. Five days earlier, Jordan, 22, and another person had attacked a disabled female member of door staff at a city center bar. Man, disabled female? Wow. These motherfuckers didn't care. Judge Michael Metyer, and I, the honorary recorder of Hall in the East Riding, Rule details of the convictions could not be put before jurors during the murder trial. He said the evidential benefit that was outweighed by the potential prejudice it would cause. Detective Chief Inspector Matt Baldwin, who led the investigation, said both of these attacks are very relevant and outline the character of those individuals. Both Jordan and Clark have admitted the earlier assaults. In 2009, Jordan was jailed for four and a half years for being in a gang who tried to behead a man during an aggravated burglary. Now we get to the sore ratchetness. He was part of a gang who armed themselves with knives and burst into a flat in Woolwich Drive in West Hall. They grabbed two decorative samurai swords from inside the flat. That's right. Your own swords used against you. Another reason you shouldn't have them in your house. Right. And attempted to chop the head off of one of the two men that were inside. One of the blows chopped off his fingers. He was also stabbed twice in the knee and had the knife held to either side of his mouth as the gang threatened to give him a Chelsea smile. When the man's dog came to his aid, a member of the gang stabbed it in the head and neck. The other man was slashing the face and hands of the sword and had a knife held to his throat. So, yeah, sword ratcheting this, people. Watch your motherfucking back out here. These people are crazy, and they're trying to get rid of you. 
um all right man we'll be back tomorrow uh we appreciate everybody coming out support we adam do. and eve code tvgwt make sure you guys do that um and uh you know we'll talk to you guys then uh shadow down productions and all that stuff too um a new sport movie review is out so we reviewed planet of the apes or mm-hmm. dawn of the planet of the apes with chris lambert friend of the show so if you guys are premium you should be able to go check that out man and hopefully you guys will enjoy it um all right so until tomorrow i love you i love you too baby Mwah. <laughs>